Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And at this point, you're probably still asking yourself, what the hell is going on in WandaVision? Because we sure as hell are. Uh, yeah. So many questions. Four episodes in, each one just adds more questions, Mm -hmm. less answers. But we did learn a lot on the last episode. Yeah. We obviously are nowhere near the end. We're not even halfway. But what we are going to do is at the end of this episode have a spoiler, I guess, cast of one through four thoughts, uh, impressions, expectations, where we think it's going, what's happening, uh, everything to help people get through until the next release on Friday. Yes. Because at this point, it's uh, definitely an addiction for me. Yeah, every time an episode ends, I'm like, fuck. Now we have to wait another whole week. Yeah. (laughs) And there's people that are watching them right at midnight when they release. Yeah, must be nice. We haven't done that, but... No, (laughs) we have a few other things going on in life. (laughs) Like thinking about when we're going to watch it. Yes. (laughs) So... Anybody who's here to listen to that, I'll put a timestamp in the episode notes, and you can jump right to it. Otherwise, here we are, episode 78 of Dissecting This Fiction. Yeah, so let's uh, start off strong with some new releases. Well, we already started strong. That's fair. We brought up WandaVision. Okay, fine, fine. Check. (laughs) Bring in the listeners. Okay, let's follow up. Slightly less strong, but strong nonetheless. With some new releases for this upcoming week. On Amazon Prime, February 5th, we have a movie called Bliss, which is an Amazon original. Um, This has Owen Wilson and Salma Hayek. So uh, two good cast members right off the bat. And it seems like Owen Wilson's character is convinced he might be living in a simulation or or which reality is the real one. And it seems a little bit interesting. So might be worth checking out. Didn't we just learn in the news or something last year that we were supposedly there was evidence that we were in a simulation or some crap like that that does sound familiar yeah so that kind of went away nobody seemed to care yeah (laughs) that's got to be unfortunate if that's true right yeah for all the people who are really successful Mm -hmm. like it had nothing to do with you yeah (laughs) you just had the you had the luck of the draw that you were randomly randomly selected to be successful yeah yeah Yeah. true sucks to suck (laughs) yeah Especially for the ones who weren't randomly drawn to be successful. Yeah. Uh, All right. And also, of course, Disney Plus, February 4th, WandaVision Episode 5. So we can't wait for that, as we already discussed. (laughs) And nothing else on Disney Plus matters. So there's that. They might as well just call it the WandaVision app. Yeah. Until more stuff comes out. Yes. (laughs) WandApp Vision. They could just call it WandaVision, because that sounds like an app name. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, HBO Max, February 2nd, Fake Famous, which is a documentary. Uh, if I'm not mistaken... Why, why didn't they just call it Fake Miss? Yeah, because then you could be confused if whether it's Fake Christmas. Oh, bell point. <laughs> that could be their holiday special. Yeah. Uh, so I think, is this the one that's about, like, streamers and, like, they, yeah, internet they, people getting the, famous? The trailer, they basically interviewed a bunch of people, picked contestants, essentially, to do a social test to try and make them into, well, fake famous people. Like, like influencers they, or whatever. They're just random people. They don't have a bunch of money, but they're going to, like, 
manipulate their social media to look like they're really rich and famous. Got it. And see if they can get them to be, well, rich and famous by a certain point or whatever. And I think it's yeah. like a week to week just following them. So just, yeah. So to like fake the fact that they're famous until yeah. they actually get famous. Yeah. Okay. Fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. I mean, the Kardashians proved that I, one. The trailer was really interesting. I, I, I'm actually really excited for this because yeah. it's like, you do see all these pictures and you're like, wow, this person's got life fucking made. Mm-hmm. And then like in their trailer, they like show them in like a kid pool. Yeah. yeah laying there in a bikini or something with yeah. like pedals on them and stuff and like yeah. they're, they're showing the angles and like the man- manipulation that they mm-hmm. use and it was like i really want i want to see how this stuff is actually kind of done on a broader scale how they pull the wool over everyone's eyes everyone's yeah. eyes <laughs> yeah that sounds pretty interesting I mean, um obviously i'll be taking notes yeah clearly uh okay february 3rd tacoma fd season two coming to hbo max in case anybody's waiting for that this is the one about the... It's from Broken Lizard, yes? Yes. Okay. So it's their show about them basically working at a fire department and having a bunch of shenanigans. It's, yes. It's what you expect from, yeah, from this them. group. Yeah. Okay. And February 5th, Earwig and the Witch, which is a Studio Ghibli, their first CG premiere. That's their first CG film, and it's premiering on that day. Sorry. Mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Said that weirdly. <laughs> I was... Really shocked to see this on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew this. We had talked about this, I think, when it was first announced mm-hmm. to be a thing. I completely forgot about it. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to go watch it now. Yeah. Okay. Hulu on February 4th, a movie called 12 Hour Shift, which came out last year. Uh, this one sounds fairly entertaining. It's like a horror slash thriller slash comedy. I don't know. Uh, Dave Arquette is in it. So cool. Okay. And I guess he can get jobs after <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Still haven't killed him. Um, and the description says, Bodies start to pile up when a druggy nurse and her cousin try to find a replacement kidney for an organ trafficker. So... So they're just kidnapping people, taking their kidneys and trying them out? It seems like it, but it, it's... Anyway, it sounds right up our alley for checking something out, so... <laughs> our alley? Yeah. It sounds like something you would never no, it's watch. Well, there's comedy aspect to it. Okay. So, That's yeah. the key factor. Yeah. As long as yeah. you can't take the horror seriously. I'm okay with the thriller and the comedy part as long as the horror is ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kind of the same way with prostitutes. Okay. I think as long as they have a little bit of comedy, I'm all about those horrors. Yeah. What? Nothing. <laughs> Are we talking about two different things? I think so, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, February 4th, Antebellum. If anybody was wanting to watch that, it came out last year. Um, that is going to be on HBO Max. Nope. It's, that is going to be on Hulu. <laughs> um, February 6th, Irresistible, which is a comedy slash drama written and directed by Jon Stewart. So I'm very interested in this. And also it stars, stars Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. The description for this one is a new, uh, Democratic strategist helps a retired veteran run for mayor in a small conservative Midwestern town. So... If you like Jon Stewart, I assume that this comedy is going to be good for you. I mean, it's pretty on brand. Was you know he was part of the Daily Show for yeah. how many years? Yeah, exactly. It sounds great. <laughs> uh, okay, and Netflix on February third, Firefly Lane comes out, which is looks like it's a well, I don't know, like a women's movie. <laughs> I don't know how to describe. A women's movie. <laughs> 
It's got Catherine Heigl. Feminist, the film. Um, it's got Catherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk, and it's based on a novel of the same name by Kristen Hanna. And it it's like women in their 40s, and they've been friends since they were teens. So I assume it's about women's friendship. I don't know. But they're two well-known actresses. So if you're into those, maybe you'll be into this. Who knows? And finally, on Peacock, February 3rd, they're getting Modern Family Seasons 1 through 11, which are also going to be on Hulu. But in case anybody's really far behind and wants to catch up on those, you will now have access. Couldn't find anything new, so that's where you got. That's what we got for Peacock. <laughs> I think the bigger surprise here is that there was 11 seasons of Modern Family. I mean, I kind of knew that. I started watching this show when it first started, and I really liked it, but I think it, like... I don't know, I didn't have cable or something, so I stopped watching after, I like, never, season two. I was never really into the show, but, like, I, whenever I had seen episodes, I got, I was like, it was fine. Mm-hmm. But I never really got into it. So I guess I didn't realize it went on for so long. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people in later seasons that I would see stuff in the advertisements and be like, wait, what? That guy's in that? <laughs> like, I was, I was always very confused, because I, like, fell off the wagon early on. I mean, but... the, the children were really young in that show, so that means they were probably adults by the time the show was over. Yeah, they were. Okay, that's not, crazy. Not all of them, but I think most of them were. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Well, we do have some delays and coming in. It's the new wave for 2021. <laughs> yeah. How some... many waves will there be? <laughs> it's a roller coaster. <laughs> we... <laughs> the crazy thing is, we just don't know when this ride ends. Yeah. WB pulled a little bit of a twist. Uh, they announced that Godzilla vs. Kong was going to be releasing about a month earlier mm-hmm. on HBO Max and in theaters. Uh-huh. They released a trailer, and then within a couple of days of release, releasing that trailer, they have now delayed it five days. Okay. In North America Got it. territories. Okay. So, so internationally, it's still going to come out March 26th, but for North America, it's now going to be March 31st. Hmm. I wonder what it's conflicted with. I wonder what their reasoning was. There must be something. I don't know. I, I, hmm. Hmm. Wasn't the cutoff for the Oscars extended to sometime in March? I have no idea. But what would that matter? I'm, because I'm wondering if it was the 26th was the cutoff for Oscars and they were like, never mind, we want it to be on next year or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? So you think they would want this movie to be in the Oscar running for next year, not this that's year? That's what I'm wondering, if for some reason that eh, that's that doesn't. I don't know. That wouldn't make sense to me. Uh, the only mind. thing it's going to get is going to be, like, special effects or... Never mind. It was February 28th anyway. I was mistaken. Gotcha. So, I just suspect well, there's a reason. That was a nice attempt at a conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Maybe next time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm stoked for that film. Cannot wait. I guess I'm going to have to, though. Another five days. Yeah, you're going to have to find a way. Yeah. Uh, Paramount Pictures. You probably remember this animated film. We saw all trailers for it, like, I feel like years ago. Called Rumble. It was a partnership with the WWE to do a animated film about some monster that wrestles. Yep, I forgot entirely about it. I just had to look it up. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember that. <laughs> The character resembles very closely to uh, the one from uh, Monsters, Inc. Sid? Is that his name? Sid? Is that that the little one? I can't remember. Mike. The the big one. Mike's the little one. Mike's the little one. Mike Kapowski or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Wachowski? I don't know. (laughs) Something. Billy Crystal. Yeah. That's that's his name. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we probably weren't going to watch this, but 
completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Apparently the world did. Yeah. Uh, it's been delayed. Uh, so it was set for May 14th of this year. Okay. And it's been delayed to February 18th of 2022. Wow. Okay. So basically close to another year. Yes. Okay. Oh, darn. <laughs> what will I do? And last on our batch of delays, uh, there was an Elvis Presley biopic that was going to come out on HBO Max and in theaters November 5th of this year. And now it's going to be delayed till June 3rd of next year, 2022. Okay. I think they even showed that in the list of all their HBO Max releases. Which then makes me wonder how many of those movies that we've gotten announced as going to be on HBO Max this year are going to be delayed. Good question. <laughs> And why don't they just announce them already that they're going to be delayed instead of waiting? Like, I know they're... Because if you announce a bunch at once, then people are like, well, I have no reason to keep the service now, right? True. But if you delay them and announce them slowly, randomly, then it's a smaller blow to people deciding they don't need the service. True. Very true. So, until next week, that's what we have for delays. I'm sure we'll have some some more. I'm sure something's going to get delayed 20 seconds after we're done recording. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll tell you about it next week. <laughs> and I'm going to have to yell, hold the press! Or stop the press. Stop the presses. <laughs> Somebody out there is listening going, what the fuck is that? Yeah, what's a press? <laughs> Getting into our DTF quickies. Uh, apparently Kevin Hart has joined Borderlands, the movie, uh, as Roland. Interesting. Yes. So, anyone who knows this game... It seems pretty apparent now that they are going with the main original cast of uh-huh. the first game. Yeah. This isn't going to be some hybrid, it doesn't seem, of right. the different games. Yeah. So, he will be joining Kate Blanchett, who is playing Lilith, mm-hmm. which I think was announced months ago. Yes. Uh, so, as far as we know, these are the only two actors tied to this movie. Yeah. So, here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Since we have Kevin Hart on this project... Should we be expecting Dwayne Johnson to play Brick? I mean, I hope The big hope brute so. enforcer character from the game. <laughs> I hope so. It seems like they're pretty much tied at the hip, huh? It would be really confusing. Is it tied at the hip? Glued. Glued at the hip. Joined at the hip. Fused at the hip. <laughs> um, I feel Sewed like... Sewed at the hip. <laughs> yeah. It's... Buttoned at the hip. Stapled. At the hip. It's just joined. (laughs) I also have to say, I don't remember Roland being funny. Well, the whole game is based about, like, around snappy... Fair. Okay. Snarky humor, right? The whole game is a little bit funny. The whole game is about comedy. True. In this world. That's true. That's true. Okay. But correct. Like, I... I I don't remember him being particularly funny. There are certain characters that are... There are certain characters that are funnier than others, it seems, when you play. Yeah. But, for all we know... Yeah. There's more dialogue that we didn't really catch from that character. Very true. Besides, either way, they're doing it now. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously going to happen. I would be very surprised if they... But does this mean that Kate Blanchett is supposed to be funny, too? Not to say she's not a funny person. I just can't think of her being in comedies. Well, to be fair, based on, like, Lilith is in more than one game, and she's almost never funny. Like, she'll have some snide remarks, Mm -hmm. but she's not, like, a quick... Okay. Humor thing, so maybe she'll do that, gotcha. which makes more sense. Gotcha. She's got some like sarcastic remarks when she's in, when she yeah. was a uh, hella or whatever. Not very many, but you know that same kind of dry. If they don't get 
Dwayne Johnson to mm-hmm. play Brick. Yeah. Which they're stupid if they don't. If they don't, it would be insane. It, I feel like they need to start making their contracts like they a, come together. A, a deal, like a package <laughs> yeah. deal. Yeah. We're always in the movie together. Yes, always. You pick the characters, but we're in the movie together. Yeah. In fact, they should. They might as well do a twins remake with the two of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. With like, that. They could, I guess, huh? Yeah. That'd be pretty funny, actually. actually. That's actually a really good idea. Shit. Delete that. Delete this. Delete this. I think it's been deleted. Yeah. That's no one will ever hear our genius idea. <laughs> Who was the last character? With the fourth one? Mordecai. Wasn't Zero one of the characters? Or was he was was he a Zero is a different game by sub character. So there's characters that they would meet, but they weren't the playables, right? Right. The playable playable were Roland, Lilith, Mordecai, and Brick. Brick. There's only the four. Yeah. Zero. So he was a, a character you met and then became playable in two, I believe. Yeah, Zero is in Borderlands 2 as okay. a playable character. Okay. Although I feel like Salvador in in number in Borderlands 2, I could also see Dwayne Johnson playing him. But yeah. it makes more sense for him to be. Well, if they don't use him, they need to get Dave Bautista. That's what I'm Ooh, saying. Ooh, good call. Yeah, definitely. Either way, they need to get Either him. way, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, it definitely looks like it's... Who would play Mordecai? I don't know. I was. It's like he's kind of like wiry. I don't really know. What about Benicio Del Toro as Mordecai? <laughs> I can see that. I feel like he could match that look. Yeah. He's very kooky. He likes to do those kind of characters. Yeah. The collector is obviously one that would mm-hmm. be very similar. He's got the little goatee. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Hmm. But I also feel like somebody... Younger might be an, a better option, but I can't picture somebody right yeah. now. Yeah, Kevin Hart's pretty young. He is. I mean, he's not though. Compared, he, like in his fifties. No. Compa- we just did a whole comedy thing, or watched the comedy thing where he's talking about how I'm in his, he's in his fifties. What? That's not even thing. I probably made that up, but <laughs> he was talking about how old he was. I think he's in his forties. Let's see. Okay, forties. Whatever. It's like the same thing. Forties is forty-one. Forties is the forty is the new fifty. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think and I assume... Kate Blanchett is older. She's that's probably true, in her... but she's like also not I'm realistic. not going to actually... I'm not going to say I it. I wouldn't Because I don't want to get like served papers for <laughs> age slander. Lisa Del Toro is 53. So, I mean, I guess he could be. I just... I would picture somebody younger and Plus, you act wiry. like none of these characters in any of these Marvel movies or Star Wars movies are fucking okay. old as hell. I'm just saying... How old is Robert Downey Jr.? I don't know. Probably about the same as Benicio Del Toro. And it killed him. Okay. <laughs> well, he's a good option, but I'm not entirely sold on Benicio Del Toro. Okay. Jury's still out on that one. It's a good thing you're not in control of this. Are you? I'm about to be. Okay. <laughs> Once they hear my pitch. Yeah. They can't turn it down. That's true. I mean, they could. Yeah. But, but they... I'll be really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> so they definitely shouldn't. Uh, Black Widow, the runtime, is going to be officially two hours and 17 minutes. So you can start making your trivia cards now. (laughs) So that means there's there's definitely content in that movie that we are gonna. I hope, unless it's just like a blank screen for half an hour of it. (laughs) Get the title screen and then just blank for two hours and sixteen minutes, and then you get the credits. Yeah, it's just the trailer. (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. My only complaint would be that it's. Only two hours and seventeen minutes. True. It's At this been a point, I want it to be like a Snyder Cut level movie, four hours. You know, give me a long ass movie because it's been so goddamn long. Mm-hmm. 
That is so true. There's also been rumblings that they're going to potentially drop that on Disney Plus. Probably as a premiere, not obviously a included with right, the service. Right. You'd be paying for it. I don't give probably a shit. Probably more pay. than you play, paid for Mulan, which is fine. Shut up and take my money. I already said I pay up to $60. <laughs> I know most people don't agree with that, but you know what? You do you. Yeah, they're probably just like, if we wait the perfect amount of time, people will pay an obscene amount of money. Mm-hmm. For- <laughs> I think what they're doing, because the, the rumors are that they are holding out that they will be able to release in theaters. Mm-hmm. But I imagine what they'll probably do is drop the announcement like really close to release uh-huh. if they are in fact going to do this. Yeah. Because that would not only help market that it's going to come to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. but it's also going to get like a lot of, that's like a oh shit announcement. Mm-hmm. So that's close to its release, then you get people rushing over to get Disney Plus if they don't have it already, right? I wonder if they would do it right before the close of Q1 to raise their stock prices or something. Uh, look at that. Look at that. Look at you. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> or is that just another conspiracy theory? I mean, either way. <laughs> QX Files theme music. <laughs> do, do, do. I don't know what it is. I actually. don't either. That was not at all it. I can hear it in my head, but yeah. I can't recreate it. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That's that. it. Nailed it. <laughs> well, Netflix is talking about bringing some. Some other popular franchises to their streaming service. Uh, Yeah, they're talking to Legendary and trying to work out a deal to see if they can bring some popular franchises into the animated form on their streaming service. Uh, One of them is Skull Island. An anime is supposed to be headed to Netflix, according to a Twitter announcement. A shipwrecked crew, an island of monsters, and one king to rule them all. Skull Island is a new anime series set in Legendary's Monsterverse from Powerhouse Animation Studio behind Castle... The studio behind Castlevania. So that's... I mean, one king to rule them all sounds like this is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a little bit confusing which uh, franchise they're talking about here, but... <laughs> so. I guess we'll have to see. I'm going to bet it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah? Not Skull or not uh, King Kong? <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to say that. <laughs> um, and another popular franchise, Tomb Raider. They're going to be having an animated series for Netflix as well. It's taking place after the events of the reboot trilogy, and uh, Tasha Huo, who is working on the Witcher Blood Origin series, will write and executive produce. So they're really doubling down on their animated section of Netflix. Mm-hmm. So Seems like it. We've been seeing them getting a lot of video game stuff, hence Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. but now they're even venturing into other properties yeah. like King Kong, which is not at all a game thing. Yeah, but. it makes a ton of sense to really focus on animated stuff right now since, you know, being in personal contact with others mm-hmm. is a little bit riskier. This is probably <laughs> not at all related because I'm sure the timing, just things take time with the, in Hollywood and business. Mm-hmm. But it does seem interesting that Legendary is putting their King Kong animated series on Netflix and not on HBO Max. Yeah, that's true. So I'm curious if there was some kind of impact on the issue they have with the uh, the movies being released on HBO yeah. Max that got Netflix a better deal. That's a fair point. If the timing worked out, they could have been in negotiations to figure out where to put it. Mm-hmm. HBO had that whole ordeal happen and they're like, well, I guess we'll go with Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, definitely. Or they could be could have still been unhappy about how things were going, and they're like, "Well, fuck you guys, we're gonna go Netflix." Yeah, just out of spite. <laughs> it 
Like, yeah, it's more expensive, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting paid less, I but like whatever. I like to lose money out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> but HBO Max won't be hurting for anything in the animated realm because there's going to be a Game of Thrones animated series set for HBO Max. Everybody's just all animated all the time, apparently. So uh, Deadline reported that this as a... Uh, a source confirming the project is being kicked around, but it's in early stages and no real concept. But so, given the fact that everybody's going <laughs> all, to animate, all we can confirm is that there's a thing that's basically deadline that said, may or may not be happening. That yeah. they, they talked about making a show, but there's yeah. no actual plot or anything. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about making shows. Does that yeah. mean they're in production? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> our twins reboot is basically a done deal at this it's point. True, you're right. We have everybody signed and yeah. everything. Yeah. Probably going to be released like in a month or so. Probably and then delayed. Yeah, <laughs> for the next two years three to five years while we make it actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> and on that topic, Cloverfield, the 2008 found footage movie about an alien invasion or something like that. Uh huh. A very Godzilla esque type movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is getting a sequel. They've had a couple already, but it's getting a sequel. That's I think a direct. Relation. Those ones were more like tied in the universe, but not exactly to the event. Okay. Um, but Bad Robot and Paramount Pictures are teaming up to bring Joe Barton, who is actually the Batman showrunner. Uh, they're bringing him in to write and to write the project for Cloverfield. Oh, okay. The one thing is, this will not have the found footage format like the first movie. So that could be which, good for it. Like the other two movies, they didn't have that either. Yeah. So. I'm just wondering what makes it Godzilla-like. Did you not see Cloverfield? No. There's literally a giant monster. Oh, there is? That attacks New York or wherever the fuck they are. Oh, okay. No, I didn't see it because I thought it was like a legit horror movie. Spoilers. (laughs) A little late for that. (laughs) If you didn't watch it... It's been out for a while. If you didn't watch it for the last 13 years... Yeah, I never watched it because I thought it was like an actual horror movie. Is it not? I mean, it, it is, but it's like... But it's a creature. It's a creature feature, but it's okay. a found footage okay. format. Got it. Okay. Hmm. No, I haven't There's seen more it. than one creature. Okay. It's like a whole bunch of random ass things. There's like these insect things that attack them. And it's... Okay. It's a thing. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. It's Good to fine. Know. See, here's the thing. I saw it in theaters, mm-hmm. but we had to sit in the front row, Ew. so I had to like... Yeah. Put my head back to watch the whole fucking thing and like... Yeah. The, the found footage format was really shaky, obviously, and it was just kind of hard to enjoy and focus on. I think I'd probably enjoy it more if it was at home watching that again. Right. But I liked the concept, but it was hard to enjoy the movie overall because of the way it was done. Got it. Okay. Or at least my experience of watching it. That makes sense. So, we could watch it if you want. Mm, I'm sure it's sure. somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, that's cool. Yep. That's pretty much it for the news. So let's get into what we watched. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. I saw you look for my lips to see when I was going to (laughs) start... How else am I supposed to know? <laughs> it's a curse. I always have women just gandering at my lips. Gandering at your lips. Okay. Okay. I'm lip gandered. <laughs> okay. Could have worse problems. Yeah. Yeah. 
no one could ever care about my lips. <laughs> that would be a problem. Yes. I pray no one has that problem. Yeah. That's that's a curse. It would definitely be a curse. Uh, so I've been watching this show called Kath and Kim. It's an older show. It was on from 2002 to 2007. It's now on Netflix. It's Australian. In case anybody's looking for something that's really good for to put on in the background while you're doing other stuff, um, it's kind of fun. And basically it's like a mom, Kath, and daughter Kim that are just like being ridiculous, like living their lives. It's a little sitcom. Uh, it was created by Jane, and Tur- Jane Turner and Gina Riley, and they also star in it. And uh, apparently there's an American remake, which I learned when doing the notes for this, so I'm not going to have to find that to see if I can watch it. <laughs> um, it's got four seasons plus a few special episodes at the end with commentary. It's pretty fun. I would definitely check it out if you like Australian humor. They have a lot of really funny little colloquialisms, uh, regional like slang, essentially, that are really hilarious. Like, I'm up to pussy's bow apparently means I've had enough. <laughs> Which is such a weird thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of watched a little bit as I popped it out of the room mm-hmm. whenever you'd watch it. And it feels like it's kind of like a skit comedy thing, but like formatted as an actual show. Yeah, it's kind of borderline skit comedy in some sections. They basically play a, a bunch of different characters, right? with Throughout the world. Which was hard for me to like catch because it felt like they were just all the same characters. Like they, I felt like... They were the same people? Yeah, it's just the two main characters, the the creators. They do play a couple of other characters as well. But most everybody else is just one hmm. uh, character. So it's, it's they, they're, I don't know if they're making fun of some kind of regional dialect or something, but there's this other two characters they play that have a ridiculous accent that is even harder to understand. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty fun if you want something silly to the check out in the background. Nothing serious. I would, uh, slice this one. Some of the scenes were a little bit grating. How many weird. how many episodes are in the season? Uh, it's a I think it's about eight episodes per season. Oh, it's a lot shorter than I thought it was. Yeah, I felt like you were watching this forever. I was. So it's possible that the most recent season had less episodes than the earlier ones, but um, I was just expecting it to be like twenty something episodes a season. No, I don't. It definitely wasn't anywhere near that. It's just a silly thing to not focus on or not really like put a lot of effort into watching. <laughs> And that's on Netflix? Yes. Okay. I also watched something on Netflix. I've heard about this show called Sweet Home. It's a Korean apocalyptic horror TV series. It's kind of like a... I'd say it's more like a comedy horror than a horror. Yeah. But it definitely has some creepy moments. Is this the one I walked in on you watching? Yeah, I think so. Okay, got it. Uh, So it released December 18th of 2020. It's apparently based on a webtoon of the same name there was 10 episodes i watched the entire thing i was only gonna like just check it out a few episodes Uh and i found myself binging the show in like two days okay it's about an hour each episode i really loved the show so the basic premise is you follow a group of citizens who live in this apartment complex Mm -hmm. and some weird shit happens where People are turning into these creatures, mm-hmm. and they're just killing people. It's just, this, it's kind of like a zombie apocalypse, but they're very unique creatures that everybody's turning into, not just zombies. Okay. CGI is it's kind of under par, very fake, but it works so well. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it kind of adds to the cheesiness of it. It is dubbed, so you will like get a little bit of a weirdness with the 
what they're saying yeah, as versus was, what you're seeing. I was noticing that. But um, honestly, I kind of forgot about that after a while and just felt like they were just talking. Yeah. It kind of reminded me a lot of uh, Zombieland okay. to an extent where they give you like this really like creepy moment, but then like, they'll have a joke at the end of it that kind of like eases the tension. Okay, got it. Um, the creature designs were really cool. I loved how unique each character looked, whether they were main character that turned or just some rando creature. It, it, the show had a lot of mystery, and the whole season was basically unraveling like what was going on and, and what these things were, how they came about, stuff like that. Um, and they always had that hook at the end of an episode that draws you to the next one, mm-hmm. hence why I was done in two days. Right. But I think my favorite part about this show was the fucking character development. They had so many characters. in the, It was Game of Thrones level, I would say. Really? With how many characters they had in this show. But the character development between all of the characters was just so well done. The writing for the characters, just watching them grow from who they were in the beginning of the season to the end. It was just really satisfying. Okay. I, I just loved everything that they did. There were some characters I hated, and that was just their personalities or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you did find yourself invested in pretty much most of them. So, if they were to have a season two, would you watch? Oh, easily. And they set that up in this. They did? The end of this clearly set up a season two. Cool. I don't know if this is a current show that they got for Netflix, or if this was like an older show that they just got one season for, but I sure as hell hope there's a season two. Yeah. All right. Sounds I'll be good. watching it. This is a sect it for me. Okay. Very cool. I think, honestly, you would probably even like it. You yeah. know, it's more, it's got horror tones to it, but I think you would like it. I think there's enough comedy that you would be okay with it. Okay. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe. <laughs> okay. We watched something else that we ended up binging in like, was it one day? I don't know. <laughs> like... No, it was two days. Okay. I felt like it went so fast. But to be fair, it was a lot less episodes. True. Um, so we watched Fate, the Winx Saga, season one. This dropped on January 22nd on Netflix of this year, obviously. Um, and it's a live action adaptation of Nickelodeon's Winx Club, which is from 2004, apparently. Basically, it follows a fairy named Bloom. Was that a show? Uh, Yeah, it's an animated show. Oh. Yeah. It was fucking news to me. Yeah, I it was news to me also. Okay. <laughs> I just thought, well, this is a fucking stupid name. It makes but... a lot of sense now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it follows a fairy named Bloom who was raised in the normal world and is transplanted to, quote, other world to attend a magical boarding school and learn to control her powers. 2004, that was probably right in the, the early movies of Harry Potter too, huh? That's a fair point. Which explains their... Quite obvious, quite obvious plot point of yeah. her going to a school for fairies. Yeah, very true. Um, there were six episodes total, and we ended up watching all six, even though we were just going to check it out. I don't know what happened. I think we just I got mean, invested. I don't know. It's an interesting concept, I guess, for a show. It's, I mean, it's just basically here's the situation. There's so many fucking shows on any given streaming platform that are regarding some kind of magic teens and going to some kind of boarding school <laughs> it's just like eh, let's check it out see what this one's about <laughs> yeah well i think it's my fault i think this was a thing where i was like oh this seems like something you would probably like mm-hmm. obviously the description was like oh this seems like harry potter yeah it's a netflix harry potter show yeah, yeah. perfect she'd like that yeah um 
the only problem was it ended up being very uh, CW, I guess. Very. It's a, um, <laughs> it's a very, like, teen drama, like, if you like the magicians, you would like this. Um, if, a lot less sex, though. Less sex, fair, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like if you tried to put the magicians on the CW, I think, and made it a little bit more basic. Because the magicians yeah. does has a little, you made have it a little a basic bit. bitch. I mean, I guess if this went on long enough, then it could have the world building that the magicians ended up having potentially, yeah. having potentially. But I don't know. For only six episodes, I feel like the show really tried to cram a lot of world building into it that mm-hmm. it didn't really need. Yeah, and then yet, not it, yet at least. Yeah, by doing that too, they left so many questions unanswered that I was just kind of like annoyed. Like I didn't know what these people were and what their role was. And they they it, didn't it, really establish what, like, the military-esque characters yeah, were. They're called specialists. They weren't They but, weren't fairies, apparently. Yeah, no, not but fairies. But they didn't really establish what they were. Yeah. And there's a lot of other worlds that exist, supposedly, that we didn't really learn about. Yeah. I feel like they didn't really establish either how the worlds work. Like, is, is it the, are you in the same world, but it's a different dimension? Is yeah. it, like... A completely different world that you're transported to. Like there was, yeah. just, like you kind of said, there was a lot of questions I didn't really answer. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming maybe then you were supposed to watch that cartoon to get all that. Concept. I don't. I don't think so. It's an adaptation, and I don't think the cartoon. Because basically, what I saw was that the this changed it so that the specialists. So in the original cartoon, specialists were male and fairies were female. Mm, so they didn't want to go that so route they, and make they it. They made a it a little bit issue. more of a diverse route. Now, I guess. Um, so I think they're just changing some things up. Also, the location of the school is different. So gotcha. it's based on, but not yeah. entirely con- consistent with. I think the problem with this show was they tried to make everything a, a mystery, but it was very fucking apparent yeah. what was going on yeah. without having to be told what was going on. That's true. I did have trouble liking the main character. Yeah. Uh, the first episode, I feel like they introduced her like she's this innocent nice girl Mm -hmm. who's going to this world of magic that she's now learning about Mm -hmm. and your cliche character right but then i want to say within episode two maybe three she's a complete bitch she's a huge bitch selfish and rude and it's all about her yeah and it gets very hardcore young adult drama yes yes definitely Uh, the one thing i couldn't stand was and this is always a peeve I have, kind of going back into the adult drama thing, is, mm-hmm. like, they would make poor decisions that were very selfish, and yeah. then somehow it was inconsiderate to not support them. support their decision to have done something yeah. that was irrational and yeah. stupid. Yeah. There's a lot of questions that were left unanswered with this, which they didn't seem to make any effort to answer, so I don't know if they just were like, yeah, we are going to come back for more seasons, and we'll talk about it then. I was left wanting more from this. I don't know why, because I should have expected it to be boring. I mean, I should have expected it to be unfulfilling, because it's like a teen drama. So Mm -hmm. I... I think the ending was, like, the best episode. The last episode was probably the best one. It was, yeah. But that's because of the context of what happens. Yeah. But then there was... But up until then, I felt like they condensed a lot of fucking stuff into those episodes Mm -hmm. that they could have drawn out a little bit more, or it didn't really feel like it was important. Yeah. But then there were huge important questions in the final episode that were not answered. And it's like, what the... Everybody is just like, nah, it's not a problem. Nobody cares about mm. that. What the fuck? So, I don't know. Uh, if you like magicians, check it out. If you 
like CW stuff, check it out. If you want something with like serious substance, maybe don't bother. Mm-hmm. I, I would. I'm it's gonna clearly aimed at a younger audience, yeah, but aimed... I don't feel like it really reflected that in the trailer. Yeah, maybe teens would find the content more compelling and less annoying because they wouldn't be like judgy of their decisions. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna test this one. I'm torn because I'm between a burn it and a test it mm-hmm. because. I naturally want to say burn it, but mm-hmm. I did watch the whole thing. Yeah. And I don't want to say I would watch season two, but I want to know answers to some things. Yeah. So I, maybe I have if questions. I could just be told those answers yeah. by you or somebody. Yeah. Who I would it. read the Wikipedia for season two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I invested enough time that, like, well, I need answers. I need still. to know the answer, but I don't so, really want to see them tell me the answer. Fuck, you know what? The fact that I'm even saying that. Burn it. Okay. I'm burning it. Okay. Um, which is very on par with the show, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the uh, the big one. We finally, finally watched the New Mutants. <laughs> More like the old mutants at this point. I know, right? So old. Um, it came took, out. It took place in a senior citizen home. <laughs> After many, many, many delays, as you all might be aware, uh, it finally came out in theaters August 28th of 2020. Really poor timing, unfortunately. (laughs) And it was available uh, video on demand, so that's how we watched it. Um, It's a superhero, quote, horror film. I don't know that I would say horror, but everybody describes it as horror. When it first was getting trailers, it was very on brand as a horror film. Okay. Uh, lots of prostitutes. Yeah. Um, but it it feels like they shifted the tone of the film to more family friendly. Yeah. At some point. Because um, I feel like there was stuff in trailers that didn't even make it into the movie. Yeah. I felt that way too. Um, it's obviously based on the Marvel Comics team with the same name, the New Mutants. And the focus of this film is Danny Moonstar. She has some kind of trauma situation and ends up in a facility with other mutants and learns about them and gets to know them in different ways. Uh, She's played by Blue Hunt. And then we have Rain Sinclair, who's played by Maisie Williams. And Ileana Rasputin, who's played by Anya Taylor-Joy, which is crazy to see her in this now after seeing her kind of like take off after being in everything on the planet since Mm. this was supposed to come out. Yeah. (laughs) And Sam Guthrie is played by Charlie Heaton, who we know from Stranger Things. And then Bobby DaCosta is played by Henry Zaga. Those are the core New Mutants cast. uh, Yeah, this was actually a really small cast. It was a very small-scale movie. It was just about them in a facility, really. Yes. Nobody else. Yeah. I overall enjoyed this film, but I feel like... That's probably because I had no expectations since I know it doesn't matter in the end. Right. Overall, it felt like they were building up to do something within the Fox X-Men world. Mm-hmm. And I think this was... I don't know when the release date of this was in, initially intended as far as where Logan released. But it feels like it was intended to tie into Logan somehow. It was supposed to be the 17th... Uh, it was the seventeenth installment in the new in the uh, X Men universe or whatever. Is there really seventeen movies? Yeah, I was surprised. I don't believe that. Oh well, you can take it up with Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it for like what it was. It, you know they they added a lot of they, they had a lot of mystery. 
it, it felt like this was a, clearly an origin story for the group. Yeah. Um, I would say it, even though Danny Moonstar was considered the main character of mm-hmm. the group, I feel like I think Magic, played by Anya Taylor Joy, was uh-huh. probably the standout character who Obviously, got yeah. the most time as far as being the character she was. Yes. And using her powers and or just backstory. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cop to being wrong. It was thirteenth. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> It still seems high. It still seems high, but... <laughs> I feel like they're including the Fantastic Four movies in there. They may be, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess the well, somebody that's important to mention, I guess, is the Doctor, that we do see her a little bit. We don't... I feel like there's something more to be learned about her if they were ever to revisit this series. Mm-hmm. Um, she's played by Alice Braga. Basically the only adult in this movie. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. And it was still less CW <laughs> yeah. than Fate. The Wink, the Wink Saga. saga. Yeah. Uh, I think my biggest complaint is that we didn't really get enough of some of the other characters. Like, yeah. they, they were there. They did give them, like, moments of their powers. But, like, they weren't really a big part of it. They were just kind of there to show that there's more characters. Than right. It was. It felt like universe. it was an origin for all of them. But also, like... It was like their beginning, like, it was obviously set up, at, I think it was originally set up as a trilogy. Obviously, I mm-hmm. don't think we're going to be seeing any more based no. on the problems. It's, you know what's going to be interesting, though, is if they take some of these characters into the MCU. Because mm-hmm. uh, the do character know that, magic is We do is know that cool. Deadpool's being brought in. We do know that they're going to do X-Men at some point, most likely a reboot. Mm-hmm. But, okay, you know, you brought up Anya Taylor-Joy in mm-hmm. The Queen's Gambit, right? Yeah. She's, I mean, she was a star before that but that really took off yes right now she's a bigger name because of that Mm -hmm. i can't help but assume disney and marvel want to try to keep that Mm -hmm. and bring that in now because they will be able to potentially make more off of having her yeah in their cast right yeah look what they did with uh the daughter for the ant-man movies they recast her with somebody that had a bigger name to her that was kind of like an up-and-coming star she's right. been in some recent stuff Catherine that, newton is that who it was uh i believe so yeah and that was kind of reasoning was like she had a little bit better acting chops she had bigger roles that she'd been in she was in the pokemon i think movie mm-hmm. detective pikachu she was in i think that new one with the freaky or whatever it's freaky. called yeah that's the one the the body swap horror whatever comedy yeah so I totally expect her to at least continue in the MCU. And honestly, like I said, they, they focus on her a lot. And I feel like they gave her an interesting backstory. I don't know how it translates versus the comic version of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that that's a character that a lot of people like. And um, I felt like they showed enough to get me interested in that character and wanting to know more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had this underlining backstory that kind of felt like there's a lot they could do with that character as far as like her development uh, emotionally mm-hmm. stuff like that um so i was i was into that and i kind of hope they can expand on this and bring it into the mcu yeah that would be really cool um overall this was a very simple one-off i guess type situation it was yeah. very uh small scale really only impactful to the cast itself it wasn't like a a world event issue yeah, 
I can't, I mean, obviously the events that happened in it are local to them, but to me, I can't help but wonder if knowing that this was a standalone affected my perception of it. Like, if I felt like this is not that big of a deal because I already know they're not continuing it. Mm. So, I, my, I just can't help but wonder how much cooler it would have been if we just saw it before all the drama happened. <laughs> but. Yeah. Because you have that, like, thought of optimism and possibility before something is, like, squashed. That's all. But it was really cool. I think that what they did with some of their powers was fairly interesting, and I'd like to see more of it, however they can do that. Yeah, it was a nice different take on youth kind of learning to use their abilities and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, we're so used to Xavier's school of gifted or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. being those goody-two-shoe type characters that mm-hmm. are there to become X-Men. But like, these are people that don't really know where they fit in the world. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to figure out who they are. Let yeah. a, you know, nothing to do with becoming superheroes. They just want to exist. They just want to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one just, she just wants to go home. She's like, so when do I get to just leave? Like, I don't, Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'll slice it. I enjoyed it a lot mm-hmm. for what it was. Yeah. Um, but. I'm also going to slice it. Unfortunately, you probably aren't going to be seeing more of this yeah at least not in this capacity right i would be interested to see where they go with anything related to this though so if they if they do yeah um but yeah i'm, yeah. I'm also i don't think it's worth watching if you're just looking for a good superhero film like yeah i know it got a lot of bad reviews but i don't feel like it i feel like that was probably more about how long it took to come out and being underwhelmed versus yeah. I... just being a fine movie for yeah. you know, a popcorn flick. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it per se. It's just I think people were doing that like association with a negative experience. Not that the movie itself is horrible, but mm. that they're mad that they had to wait extra long yeah. to watch it. And the villain, uh, I don't really know the villain that well myself, but like it feels like they did a pretty interesting translation to the big screen of how they could kind of, it's hard to say ground this character based off how it's, origins are but it felt like it worked pretty well for what they were trying to do yes i agree yeah i enjoyed it yeah okay well thanks everyone for listening uh we're gonna move on to our gaming section but if but if you're enjoying the show please check out our facebook group dissecting this fiction podcast or follow us on twitter at dtf pod you can also find us on our website dtfcast.com or send us an email directly at dtfpod at gmail.com Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher so we can get more views. Listens. (laughs) All right. It's a new month, so we got new games releasing. Uh, PS5, uh, the Neo Collection slash Remastered is coming out February 5th. I think you can buy them separately. There's one and two. Um, I think one of them is on PS4 as well. It's very mix and match which one, but it's just Sony PlayStation. It's just whether it's PS4 or PS5. Uh, either way, though, those are those uh, strategy type slasher games. It's like a Bloodborne type thing. But for anybody who doesn't want to buy a game and you just want to live off of PlayStation Plus, I know I do. <laughs> uh, Control, the Ultimate Edition, is going to be out for February, which stirred a lot of controversy because it was announced that you had to get this game. As the ultimate edition, if you wanted the the next gen upgrade, mm-hmm. so people bought it. Then they had it on sale. I think a week before this announcement, mm-hmm. so people bought it, mm-hmm. and then they go and announce, oh, it's going to be on PS Plus for PS Five, 
And so everybody who bought it right before was like, what the fuck? Bummer. Why did you, why <laughs> did you not t- say this sooner? Obviously, those people have not been listening to our podcast because we have mentioned before, if there's a good sale, don't fucking do it. I'm so glad we did not buy this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to play on uh, Xbox Game Pass, just mm-hmm. the regular version. And yeah. I was like, oh, do I do I buy it now? Yeah. To get the, because it was like $20. And I was like, do I yeah. buy it to get the DLC and the next gen upgrade? Right. Still didn't buy it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We're going to be <laughs> playing it now on PS5. And we get to play the DLC now. So... Next gen version. Yeah. My only problem is, am I going to have to start over? That's... Yeah, probably. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I did think about that. Okay. I guess it's a question of whether or not your progression in the story has any impact on... Your ability to do the, the DLC. DLC content. I have a feeling it does. We'll see. Anyway. Like, do you need those stuff unlocked to play the DLC, or is it going to be independently its own little story you know what i mean that's yeah. that's good the question i guess we'll see if we have just if i have to start from scratch i probably will just let you do it okay <laughs> the one who was less into the game than you i i worked really hard to get to where i did oh i see okay on assist mode by mind you it, it took me a lot of work <laughs> even on assist mode so i'm not about to play that shit over again okay okay <laughs> all right well that's just one game we yes, have sorry. about two more <laughs> Think. Yeah. You might also remember there was a game announced for the PS5 called Destruction All-Stars, which looked like some kind of a battle arena game of mediocrity. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. It looked completely Tell us how you really feel. It looked completely uh boring and dumb mm-hmm. and I couldn't imagine that people were actually paying $50 to get this game, which they were. Mhm. Uh but then they later announced that it was going to be a PlayStation Plus exclusive instead. And they refunded all those people, obviously. Right. So, this apparently is now coming to PlayStation Plus. Oh, woo! So, we <laughs> can at least try it, I guess, if we want. I probably will, just for the shits and gigs of talking about it on so the podcast. So, you can confirm that it was trash? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Don't give away my secrets. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, also, a PS4 game that we actually saw, I think, at one of the PSX events... They did a demo we were at one of the live demos for called Concrete Genie, where you basically paint in the world with spray paint and make these creatures and they help you. It's like a platformer that helps you navigate and... That sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. Yeah. It's... It it didn't look like anything I cared about, but that is available as well on PlayStation Plus. So you got those three games all available on February 2nd through March 1st. Cool. It's a pretty solid list. Yeah. At the very least, Control, Control alone, alone. Yeah. is worth the... The monthly subscription. Yeah. <laughs> Although my question is if you have to have PS5 for that or if you can also get it on PS4. I imagine also PS4. Probably, yeah. Uh, as far as Xbox Live games with gold, Gears 5 is going to be out February 1st through the 28th. I cannot emphasize this one enough. Go fucking play Gears 5 if you did not buy it or do not have Game Pass. It's a, I want to say it's no more than 15 hours for the campaign. Okay. Which sounds like a lot, but it's not when you look at how long other games are. Yeah. (laughs) They've taken the story of Gears 1 through 3, and they've really added a whole nother level of world building to it Mm -hmm. with this story. And I think 
Gears Five is a really good game, and they've they've expanded on the mechanics. They've added some open world aspects to it, and it's it's really fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that if anyone's complaining about how Xbox doesn't have those fun games, this is one that is definitely fun. Okay. And also, they just came out recently with their um, Hive Busters DLC. Everything's free. You don't even pay for any of the DLC. Hmm, okay. It's all included because they want you to invest in the skins and character purchases and stuff that okay. are not important for online play. They're just right. if you want them. Got it. Um, and that's the whole little campaign in itself, which is a little sub-story, which kind of ties into their expansion game type. Basically, it's just planting a bomb and escaping a horde of enemies okay. with a time limit. Gotcha. It's, it's fun. It's They're quick little 10-minute matches. Okay. Uh, co-op, three-player thing. So... Go play Gears 5. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, Resident Evil Remake, which is old at this point, but yeah. it's still alive. Where is it? <laughs> uh, that comes out February 1st to the 28th as well. And it's it's I think it's been on live. It's been on gold before. I think it's been on PlayStation. It's been everywhere. It's If you haven't played it, that's surprising. But, it, but here it is if you haven't. Yeah. It's definitely a fun game. Um, Indiana Jones... I think that's a 360 game. Comes out February 1st through the 15th. Lost Planet 2. That's a Capcom third-person monster hunting type game. But it's more action shooter. Okay. Um, That's also a 360 game. 16th through the 28th. And a game called Dandera. uh, Which is... I think I played this on PlayStation 3 as a move game. But... Here it is on Xbox as well. Okay. Which is news to me. Uh, that's available February 16th through March 15th. It says it's a 2D platformer and Metroidvania game. This must not be the same game I'm thinking of then. Okay. <laughs> the one I'm thinking was like a first person game that you like just explored and it was like a puzzle game that you explored mm-hmm. and opened up stuff. Yeah, it says ex- no... explore a directionless world. So it could be the same game. Okay. Well, it definitely wasn't 2D. So it has, I don't know. Oh, it has really good um, reviews, it looks like. Lots of good ratings on various different services, so worth okay. checking out. Definitely a combination of games for you on Xbox Live. Yeah. Or games with gold. Smorgasbord, if yep. you will. Uh, so I'd say they're stepping it up a little bit since the last few months. Uh, multi-platform, Apex Legends, which is a free-to-play game, is coming out with Season 8 on February 2nd. So anybody who plays Apex Legends, mm-hmm. you got more content on the way. Uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse is that third-person action horror game that we saw. They're werewolves. Spoilers. What? (laughs) Uh, Comes out February 4th. Cool. That felt like is a game that I would probably look for Game Pass. Yeah, definitely. But not to say it's not going to be a fun game. All right. Uh, There are some scheduling changes and delays. Uh, The Lord of the Rings Golem, which I don't know if you remember that game. Yeah, I do. Okay. I forgot about it. <laughs> that got delayed to sometime in 2022. No ex- actual date. Bummer. But hey, if it makes a good game, then it makes a good game. So yeah, good cause. <laughs> uh, Returnal is that PS5 exclusive that is very um, Metroidvania looking, but also Death Stranding feeling. That one. That's the. One, that's what I was thinking of. Um, that game was set to be released. March 19th of this year and is now being delayed a month to April 30th. 
Okay. So, anyone looking forward to that has to wait another month. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, it's that's not. a whole damn year. That's not too bad. <laughs> THQ Nordic has finally given a release date for Biomutant. Oh, is that that game that we played at a... E3. E3. Yeah, I want to say it was, was, 20, it like a little... was it 2019? It was the last say, E3 we went yeah, to. So it was that like had a little to be raccoon creature. Yeah, it's a third thing. person action adventure yeah. shooter. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, that game was interesting. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite takes of E3 was that mm-hmm. playing that game. Yeah. Uh, and it, they kind of went silent. And it was getting, people were starting to wonder if it was getting canceled. Yeah. And uh, they just, I guess they just were putting their heads down and working on it. Okay. Uh, so they finally released the date of May 25th of this year. So nice. in a few months. That's not, that's more that's surprising <laughs> to hear nothing for a while well i mean we played we literally played a demo in june of 2019 yeah we're coming up almost on two years now yeah they probably were like last year they were like well shit we were gonna release it but let's just wait and not say anything <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to announce a delay they're just like we're just gonna be quiet and then we'll tell them when it's coming out <laughs> But you'd think they would want to have that out during the pandemic because more people were playing games. That's true. Unless it was Unless about they were stock on physical copies that they had issues with. Yeah, or if they had issues getting the work done because people couldn't come into the office or something. I don't know. Yeah. I thought this game looked great. Yeah. Um, and that was two years ago. So mm-hmm. I can only expect it's gotten better. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I, I would definitely recommend people at least check it out. Hopefully there's a demo that would be a smart move to put mm-hmm. a demo out for people. Yeah, definitely. And we know they already have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. They just go and just cross out the uh, E3 demo <laughs> the E3 title demo, and they yeah. just put a uh, console demo. Yeah. All right. Well, on to our big story for the gaming industry. Um, so GameStop has come into the news quite a lot lately uh, because of its stocks. Apparently their stocks have jumped up really fucking high in the last couple weeks. Yep. Uh, it's become a huge thing. A billion fucking memes have been made about this. A lot of them are really fucking gold. Those hilarious jokes. Yep. Um, so the basic senses of what's happened is a Reddit group known as Wall Street Bets is seemingly responsible for GameStop and other companies like AMC, American Airlines, and BlackBerry gaining high stock value in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So... GameStop specifically has gone up to 1,500% over those, those two weeks. Yeah, their stock prices. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was last I saw it at 250-something. Oh, my gosh. Uh, a share. And it was up to like 300-something before that. So to simplify the situation of what's going on, because I'm not huge in the stock market, so I did a lot of research and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Looked like a lot of people were kind of in the same boat as me. Yeah. So... The basic rundown is the group has been encouraging each other to keep buying GameStop and push it even higher, or as they call it, to the moon, encouraging people to go buy the stocks. Yes. Okay? Uh, Hedge funds and professional investors on Wall Street were using the GameStop stock in order to do what they call short Short sales. sales. Yeah. The idea of this is you do a short sale on the stock and then you can gain profits from it. Yeah. So you borrow the stock... From some some other investors, you sell it and then wait for it to go down. Which sounds shady as fuck. It doesn't fuck. make sense. It's, it's, it's not yours, idea, but you're going to sell the it. The idea that hedge funds exist in general is mind-boggling to me. But you borrow it from some group of investors, whatever, sell it, and then buy it back at the lower rate. And basically, you pocket the profit mm-hmm. because you, you just have to give them back the stocks. From. Yeah, exactly. 
which is it's just weird that that is a mm-hmm. thing. Like you can't. But that's sell a gamble in itself because the idea is you are confident it's going to drop in value. Yes, which but is a fair assumption. For in GameStop. itself, <laughs> then you're saying that you are intentionally trying to scam the person you're selling Absolutely. it to. Absolutely, yeah. Because you expect it to go down, yes. so you're just a swindler at that point. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is my interpretation yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay, so that is the basic concept of a short sell, and so that's what investors in the Wall Street market were doing, was mm-hmm. they were trying to buy up GameStop because they knew that it was dropping in value because of all of its struggles in mm-hmm. the marketplace, you mm-hmm. know, their clothing stores, all the stuff. So their idea was it was going to drop more, and they'd sell it, and then make profits off of the return of to the who they borrowed it from. Yes. Okay. However, because all of these what they call in the in the media they've been calling them hobbyists. Yeah. Investor hobbyists, whatever. Yeah. The 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 Redditor people. Um the normal people. Yeah. The the normal people, <laughs> the non investors. Yeah. Uh because they've been buying these GameStop stocks and keeping a hold of them. Yeah. It's then impacted the investors who were trying to short sell. Yeah. It's unclear to me if people were buying these intentionally to fuck them over because they caught what was going on or if it was just a coincidence that they were like, oh, it's going up. I'm going to buy it. And then it kept going up because people kept buying it. Probably a bit of both. Yeah. (laughs) So basically what I got out of this was the two events between the Reddit stock hobbyists and the Wall Street investors caused a short squeeze is what they call it. The Wall Street short sellers were were forced to buy back their stocks to avoid further losses. Because the price was going up and the, they were The price lose kept money. going up and they were just losing the money as the GameStop stocks were being purchased by non-Wall Street investors. Yes. And that weren't trying to short sell it. Right. And so it was just making that bigger debt for them. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, by selling it, they then raised the stock on it too. Yep. Because it makes it a hot commodity. Yes. So I guess it's a what's going to be the, the, the less loss in right. the end yeah. for them. Exactly. Uh, and so that's what's been happening is a short squeeze situation. Uh, and apparently... There's a company called Melvin Capital, which is one of the larger investor companies, and they seemingly have lost around $3 billion that they had to uh, maneuver money out of their other investments to recoup. Wow. Um, There was even rumors that they were going bankrupt, but I guess that's false. It's Mm. not true. So because of this, all of the people with their hedge funds and and Wall Street and all stuff were really upset. They were Mm -hmm. fucking pissed off because they're losing money. Yeah. Off of what they were basically doing anyways. Yes. They're losing money off of gambling. Basically, they're gambling (laughs) and now people that they deem inferior are coming in and doing it better. Yes. And now they're they're upset because they're losing the money (laughs) that they've been making for years. Yes. By swindling people. Yes. Sounds completely legal. Yeah. (laughs) The Prime app was Robinhood that people were using to do all of this. Yes. Uh, The common folk, if you will. The irony. Yeah, the irony of all this, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so apparently the app, the company that owns the app, put it on pause in order... So you could no longer buy GameStop or any of those other companies' yeah. stocks. They put it on pause and you couldn't even find it in the search results. Yeah. All you could do was sell it. Mm-hmm. Basically help them out by yeah. selling it. Yeah. Which... This sounds completely illegal. Yeah. Isn't this essentially just... Mar- isn't that just market manipulation in the end? It sounds like it to me. Because you're controlling what people can and can't can sell in a free market yeah. to benefit from it. Yeah, uh, Because here's here's the catch. 
Citadel is the hedge fund that owns Melvin Capital Management, which lost $3 billion. Which owns Robinhood. Also owns Robinhood. Okay. Okay. And so, essentially, they no longer let people buy because it was affecting them losing money. Yeah. And their other company. That's crazy. This whole situation is so insane. Which further adds to this is completely market manipulation and illegal. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah, absolutely. What's happened out of this is now there's a class action lawsuit against the company that made Robinhood. Basically saying that, I think it was filed in the Southern District of New York, stating that purposefully, willfully, and knowingly are removing the stock GME from its trading platform in the midst of an unprecedented stock rise and, and thereby deprived retail investors of the ability to invest in the open market and manipulating the open market. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So here's the thing. Let's say they lose this. Okay. The lawsuit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, let's say that the courts rule in the favor of Wall Street and say, oh, no, what you guys were doing was illegal. Yeah. Doesn't that indirectly then say that what Wall Street does is illegal? Yes. I think it does. Because that's exactly what they're doing. And there's the probably, like, teams and teams of lawyers just waiting for this decision to be made so they can be like, here you go, here's a new lawsuit. <laughs> yep. So, this is a huge clusterfuck of problems. Yeah. Uh... I don't know if this has a bigger impact on the economy, but uh, I think they're expecting it to eventually lose stock value in GameStop. Um, AMC, the theater, you know, I had read an article that they were like, oh, we're fine for the next year now because of our stock profits. I'm assuming that's completely tied to this now. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, I know people were trying to get into that one. That one, I think, is also blocked off. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm really bummed out about this because, like, I saw a notification on Reddit about this. The day that it, like, started happening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, like, moved on and didn't read yeah. it. And now I'm like, fuck. If I had just, like, clicked on it, I could have been on in on it, you know? like Yeah. Well, but would we want to be if there's any issues that we could get in trouble for? Because Wall Street investors were also complaining that this was manipulation yeah. on the Reddit end. So, I mean, it's yeah. going to be a he said, she said in the end. But True. But it's not insider trading if it's public knowledge. So that would yeah. be my argument. <laughs> All this really did was just kind of show that stocks and trading stocks is all literally just betting. You're it just, is, You're yeah. just betting money. It's gambling. It's gambling. That's what you're doing. Absolutely. You're just gambling. Yeah. And so... Legal gambling. Yeah. How is it legal? I don't get it. <laughs> and I think it kind of highlighted that it, they've got strategies that they use to manipulate it. Oh, yeah. That have just kind of been gone unnoticed Mm -hmm. to the general public and now it's kind of out there yeah so either everybody can do it still or they're gonna have to change it and that then means that maybe there should be some legal actions taken on some of these people like criminal charges or something right right if it's deemed illegal right yeah that's crazy not necessarily people but companies yeah i think the times are going to be a changing yeah it's a bummer because I was actually already, I was looking and I was thinking about getting Robinhood because I wanted to invest in a couple of yeah, stocks or it whatever. It kind of blew up as a big thing to go do. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I feel like there's, how it got to this I feel like there's got to be a catch and all mm-hmm. this. I was like hemming and hawing about it. And now I'm like, well, I guess there's no point now because they're obviously limiting things. Well, there was a point too where GameStop was still low and I was like, oh, should I just invest just for shits and gigs yeah, and try and maybe few. sell when it's a little bit higher? Yeah. Because there was a point where they uh, 
assigned a new CEO who was like from like other companies and stuff, and he was gonna change yeah. a bunch of things. And Chewy, yes, yeah, yes, I saw that. I was like, and, oh, and so like okay. I was like, oh, so maybe there's a chance that they'll like go up a bit. And yeah, it never happened. I never did it. Yeah, but now I'm kind of like, well, that sucks. Yeah, but I'm sure a lot of people thought that at least yeah. once and then never did it. So true, true. But there's supposedly people out there that have. Seven digit figures. I know. I saw from GameStop some, right now. I saw some uh, really theoretically that they could cash out. Oh yeah, for sure. I saw some stories on like this like twelve year old kid now made like two thousand dollars or something like that just off of like whatever stock some grandma gave him for Christmas or some shit. <laughs> and so it was like however many years ago, uh-huh. so he was able to like sell them and made two thousand dollars or some shit. Yeah, I was like, He's That's like wow, really two thousand cool. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and then he grows up and his rent's twenty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> but another crazy thing out of all of this in the end is this is still happening. There's no resolution to this. This yeah. is not a done historical event. Yeah. MGM and Netflix have both announced that they are planning to do a movie based off this whole <laughs> fiasco. Like a Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> I mean, essentially, right? Instead of uh, being... Leonardo DiCaprio, you're going to have... Yeah. Well, it might be, you know, it might be an actor like that. But yeah. it's going to be about some Reddit user. Yeah, that's great. With, like, a fucking ridiculous name. Yeah, Potato in My Ass. Yeah, that was one of them, right? <laughs> I, tried, I was like, I know there's, like, a, like a really insane one yeah, that happened in one. memes. <laughs> it's like, I, one of my favorites is, like, the Jack Sparrow one. Is that a poop-tato, then? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you've got to be the worst investor I've ever heard of. And it's like potato in my ass, but you have, but you heard, have of me. heard of me. <laughs> so good. So I mean, that's I think. So are all of these characters in this, these movies going to have Reddit usernames as I their hope so. as their name in I the movie? Hope so. Yeah, there's a lot of really good Reddit usernames. So yeah. so yeah, so two movies are apparently in the works. That's nuts. Uh, Deadline reports MGM has acquired the book proposal for the Anti-Social Network from best-selling author Ben Mesrick. And the narrative is a ragtag group of amateur investors, gamers, and internet trolls who brought <laughs> Wall Street to its knees. Did they? <laughs> I will say, too, I when I was reading like all these different articles, it yeah. felt like there was a very clear bias from the media that what these people are doing, they're the bad guys. That's one of the reasons I kind of want to be involved. I'm like, fuck Wall which, Street. Which makes me know? feel like maybe the media have some investment ties to of these companies. Of course they do. And that's why they're spinning it that media way. Media are owned by Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. Of course they do. They're not allowed to say anything bad about that. Which is ironic because like, the whole idea of the media is you're supposed to be a non-biased that's source. That's never. It's, it's not yeah, anymore. That hasn't that's been not a thing, a thing years. anymore. I get it. Yeah. I know. Because you know, a lot of them nice. rely on, on advertising yeah, and stuff. So absolutely. they have to be biased in that sense. News is, yeah. But, it's um, crazy. That's another thing, too, is a lot of the Redditors were, like, who had been interviewed, a lot of them were saying stuff, like, kind of like you said, like, it's not about the money. It's like, it's, it's a revolution. Yeah, stick you know? it to the man. It's yeah. stick, it to the, yeah. stick it to these rich people who have been making money off yeah, of us. and those guys. And taking from our tax dollars yeah. and stuff like that. And I get that. Yeah. Like, they don't care about GameStop necessarily succeeding. Yeah. It's not about getting GameStop to succeed. It's about, yeah. like, getting back what all these people have been manipulating for yeah. all these years. Yeah. The way I see it, GameStop was already a sinking ship. So whatever happens to the company... Yeah. Happens at, to the company. At least when it sinks, <laughs> let let us take the gold ourselves. Yeah, let's do exactly. <laughs> let's, let's pirate take the, the gold. gold ourselves. Yeah, let's not give it to a bunch of rich assholes that already have too much money. Yeah. So I guess because MGM has the book proposal rights, they also have the uh, book adaptation rights to make the film. That's okay. why there's so they have two rights, I guess. Got it. Okay. 
uh, also Netflix, which I don't understand how two companies can have the rights. But Netflix is in talks with the Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty writer uh, Mark Boal. Boal? Boal? Pick one. (laughs) I'll let the listeners pick. (laughs) To write a movie based off this whole ordeal. That's awesome. I, you know, remember when Tiger King was a thing and everybody was like, we're going to write something about it. We're going to have something about it. And yeah, like, we're all now we haven't have seen shit. Happen. So I kind of suspect it's going to be a similar situation. Like we might Probably. get one of them. But Probably. I can't, I hope one of them at least happens because yeah. that sounds great. Uh, also, I'd like to call something out, which what? I'm sure it's a legal thing that they can do this because it's a different media mm-hmm. or medium. Mm-hmm. But the anti-social network mm-hmm. wasn't that the name of an it's always sunny in philadelphia episode i feel like it might have been i'm pretty confident they did a whole episode about social media yes and like correct it was the anti-social network was the name of it yep so it was season 7 episode 8 <laughs> i hope that mgm gets talked to by their lawyers yeah charlie day is going to take them to bird court <laughs> And serve them a big, fresh bowl of bird law. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That show's so good. Yep. Yep, it is. All right. Well, that was our big topic. Yes. Um, fuck. It, it's just crazy. Like yeah. How, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. If you happen to be listening and you're involved in this, please write us and let us know. Like, we'd love to, yeah. like, ask you we're, questions. We're talking to you, potato in the ass. <laughs> yeah, potato in my ass. Please send us an email. <laughs> All right. And we have a, a couple DTF quickies. Uh, AMD, the company responsible for the processing chips for next-gen consoles, uh, is expecting a next-gen chip st- shortage through the first half of 2021. So, I guess... Till at least June, July. Yeah. Bummer. Uh, this includes PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, <laughs> and PC. Here's an idea. Maybe you guys can pick a different fucking producer for your essential parts next gen, please. Like, everybody went with AMD. Well, they're custom, though. Like, I think PS5 has... It has that chip, but it's like it's the custom format of that chip. Yeah, but it's still from AMD. Like yeah, somebody okay. could have gone with but Nvidia. They're competitors, so you want to make sure you have. I'm just a saying, competitive... there's other graphics chip producers. So I'm surprised. I guess Nvidia said we don't care. I don't know. It seems silly that they're all I buying guess. for the same supply pool. That's yeah, all. Yeah, I guess. Um, so basically, the big takeaway is if you were hoping to get a new console. Between this and the piece of shit scalpers mm-hmm. that are using bots to buy up all the stock and sell them for more, mm-hmm. you're probably out of luck. Who knows? Maybe you'll get lucky, but yeah, looks like you won't be able to. Uh, a little bit of news from, we talked about Tomb Raider earlier, so we just to bring a little bit more on that. Um, Crystal Dynamics is actually quote unquote working to unify the timelines of Core Design's original games and its own reboot trilogy. So... The development team is talking about uh, trying. They're envis- envisioning a future of Tomb Raider unfolding after these established adventures, d- telling stories that build upon the breadth of both core design and Crystal Dynam- Dynamics games, working to unify these timelines. Um, I guess there were complaints of how there's not they're not consistent between the original games and the new the reboot games. Well, it's and- literally called a reboot. I know. I think they're just trying to play out the nostalgia yeah. of the old ones and get people that were well that's my tomb raider yeah to now join yeah. into this franchise exactly. because 
It's not even the same developer, I don't think. No, it's so. not. Yeah. So they're but they Crystal Dynamics, which is the recent developer, has talked about how they're gonna try to bring it back so they can basically try to get those people in that were like, This is not my Tomb Raider and mm-hmm. now they're gonna try to get them interested. So if you're one of those people, congrats. Yeah. yeah. Not my polygon titties. <laughs> they uh they might be working to rectify that discrepancy. Mm-hmm. They did do like a 20th anniversary thing for the, I think it was the second game of the reboot series where they had a bunch of stuff from the PlayStation era of, you know, the, the, the early PlayStation era. You could get the model of yeah. Laura Croft from the old game yeah. and play as huge, that. Like, yeah. Triangle tits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the next game because I like the, yeah, the reboot Yeah, I like franchise. the reboot series. Obviously, I didn't play too much of the yeah. original series, but. I don't even know if I ever did i played like i think i played a little bit of it like i know about the t-rex battle and all that stuff i think i played that but i don't think i've really played those games Mm -hmm. fully on the old playstation era yeah um talking about old eras sonic the hedgehog voice actor roger craig smith has departed from the role after 10 years uh he said for over 10 years uh sega confirmed by posting a tweet saying for over 10 years roger craig smith has been an intricate part of the sega family he brought the voice of sonic to life and we are forever grateful for his never-ending enthusiasm in helping the community and spreading joy Uh, i don't think there's really any reason why he left Mm. but i'm kind of curious if he's like whoa why the fuck didn't i get to be the voice in the movie i don't know (laughs) <laughs> that'd be weird that's probably just a stretch but yeah who's got conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories now still you <laughs> okay <laughs> anyways he probably just wants a new gig in the world you know yeah all right and lastly we have uh apparently g4 has announced that they are reviving x-play and attack of the show i don't know if it was ever announced before Didn't i thought it was i this? feel like one of them was I feel like Attack of the Show was announced before. Yeah. But, or unless it was just theorized. I don't know. Because we talked just... about wondering. We both were like, I wonder if Olivia Munn would come back for it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. remember that conversation. <laughs> and I don't think she would. No. I, not. I don't think it's been confirmed. Yeah. But I don't think she would because I feel like she thinks she's a bigger star now than she is. Yeah. I don't even know. And that's not shade. I just. No, it's. Yeah. I think. I think she was using that to get higher up and now that she's been technically higher up i don't think she would want to go back down to what would be considered just like a a host job right whatever i bet she would come back as like a guest appearance though yeah probably yeah i I guess it would come down to whether or not she has other work needs to (laughs) pay bills or anything you know is she still with aaron Rodgers? i don't know the the football player the quarterback for the packers i i don't know i feel like I I, i know that was a thing at one point yeah but yeah, I don't think she'd be coming back. I don't think it's been any announcement of that. But they did say in their Twitter reveal that uh, their their little tease video said, We heard you. The Legends return. Summer 2021. We never stopped playing. Okay. And I think the voice was uh, Adam Sessler in the video. So I believe he is expected to, to return at the very least. I would imagine Morgan Webb as well. Mm-hmm. And probably Kevin Pereira. I mean, they these are the three key people outside of Olivia Munn. So. Right. Well, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Actually, on that topic, too, I don't know if I brought this up. When I did that, uh, when they had their first announcement that the G4 was coming back, they had a website that you could go and play Pong. Mm-hmm. I beat it. Apparently, you could beat it. Yeah. Because I just had no life. 
wasn't even I didn't know you could get anything, but apparently I won a t-shirt by oh, doing that. Cool. And they mailed it to me I think uh, a few weeks ago. It's just their logo, just G4, very simple. So, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. That's Maybe I'll cool. post it on social media, let people see it. Good idea. Let them know how cool I am. Yeah. I'm better than you. <laughs> it's the caption. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> Fact, maybe I'll invest in some G4 stock. Yeah, maybe. Try and short sell it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. That's our news. Yep. It's been a quieter week. The news is all uh, taken up by focusing on the GameStop drama, so yeah. we don't have time for anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, we played Donut County this week. This game came to Game Pass on January 21st of this year. It is available on Xbox, PC, and Android, which is kind of fun. I didn't know that. Um, and it was originally released in 2018. It's available also on iOS, Mac OS, PS4, and Switch. So basically anything you can find. Yeah. Do you have um, a toaster? It's yeah. It's probably there. <laughs> as long as it has a screen. If your toaster has Wi-Fi, you can probably play this. Yeah. Um, it's an indie game developed by Ben Esposito and published by Annapurna Interactive. And it's kind of a physics-based puzzle game where you play as a hole in the ground, in case that's not clear. Uh, mm-hmm. It gets bigger without with everything that you swallow. Um, and you, you move the hole around to swallow things in an appropriate order so mm-hmm. that you can get everything in. I thought this was hilarious because there's also, like, characters in the game. There's, like, a raccoon and... You have this thing, something called the Trashopedia after did every you, level. Did you have trouble playing this game not thinking that that raccoon was just Rocket the whole time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't just me? It wasn't just you. Okay. Um, but the, so like after the end, so each level you have to like swallow a bunch of stuff in the hole. And then in order to swallow something in the hole, obviously it has to be big enough. So you have to mm-hmm. choose strategically which things to try to swallow first so that you're big enough. It's a puzzle yeah. game. Yeah. It's easy. It's just yeah. a very easygoing, relaxing puzzle game. Yes. But I think the fun part for me was the in-between levels stuff where there were like ridiculous, uh, as you go through the Trashopedia is what they call it, Mm -hmm. and each item is described. Um, Also, there's an achievement for that if you go through all of the items. Yeah, I just scrolled through hella fast and got it. (sighs) Of course you did. You don't want to enjoy the nice things in life, do you? I didn't care about the narrative. But they were so funny. To me, it was just about fucking getting through the levels, getting the achievements, and... Yeah. I thought it was a really fun, Relaxing cute... to the premise of the puzzle. Okay. Well... Mechanics. I felt like, um, if anybody listening also likes Fantastic Mr. Fox and that kind of humor where the, like, silly, quirky stuff, I feel like you'll enjoy reading the stuff, the descriptions on the Trashopedia, because it's, like, the items that the whole swallows all go into this Trashopedia, and the description is as a raccoon would describe it. That's the goal. And so there's a lot of really funny descriptions. Hmm. Um, I don't want to put too much effort yeah. into describing it. It's a short it, game. I feel like it's only it's a few short. hours if you binge through it. Yeah, uh, yeah. The levels are relatively easy. Mm-hmm. The only thing that annoyed me was the achievements, or I guess trophies, depending on where you're playing it, mm-hmm. um, or nothing if you don't have those in your whatever your device you're playing on. Yeah. Sometimes you couldn't get those, like, you didn't get them for, like, long of levels like you yeah. didn't get anything it's just like yeah they were like the achievements all seem to be like random tasks that you could accidentally do or do on purpose well sometimes they were and sometimes they weren't yeah. like sometimes it was impossible not to have done yes. whatever the task right. was yeah because that's just playing the level yes uh, but there were other things that were like certain items you had to destroy in a certain way or you had to do something in a certain order to unlock a thing or whatever mm. and so um, it was a little 
it's one of those things where if you think hard, if you want to, like, picture each level a bunch, like, a lot before you start doing the puzzle and see what you could possibly make, mm-hmm. what looks like it could be an achievement, you, if you think about it far, hard enough before you start, you probably would get and it. And I was doing that, but then yeah. half the time I wouldn't get it. And I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Like, there was one I think you had to make a soup. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, there's a poster, how to make the soup. Yeah. I was like, cool, yeah. I got this. Yeah. So I did that intentionally. Uh-huh. Never got the fucking achievement. Yeah. It's probably the roaches. If the roaches get to the soup, it gets Yeah, I, I caught on to that. Okay. So I was like zigzagging around. Yeah. Be like, yeah. you ain't getting my shit. <laughs> and then if you're not careful, then the bird will drink it. It's, yeah. Well, you use the bird to drink it to reset. Yes. Yeah. But, but if you're in the middle of it and you're just mm-hmm. zigzagging around, you accidentally get the bird to drink it, you're like, Fuck. Anyways, it was just frustrating yeah. to me because, like, I know I was doing what I was supposed to do to get yeah. certain things mm-hmm. done, and it would still not give it to me. Yeah. I mean, you even had trouble with, like, a bank level. Yeah, there was um, one where... Or a lab or whatever You have to push these buttons in a certain order, and I kept accidentally pressing twice, no matter how hard I tried, and it so, was really annoying. I do feel like it was glitchy in the sense of getting stuff done. Yeah. Uh, but overall, it's a relaxing game if you just, like, just... This is going to sound very sexual. <laughs> Fit, just just fitting large things into, like, the hole. Like, you know, just no matter how Satisfying. big they are, being able to, like, yeah. rig move them, them move the and hole shift around them us. into the hole. Yeah. Seeing satisfying. It, seeing it actually fall in was yeah. very satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. If you're not super concerned about the achievements or, like, getting frustrated about certain puzzles, you are able to complete it easily without... Um, getting angry. The anger can't, comes when you're trying to be the completionist and finish the achievements. Definitely. At least that's where I got the anger. Definitely. Um, I really enjoyed reading the Trashopedia, just the description of the items and the story that they tell in between. Like each character has mm. a backstory, and like that stuff is all like ridiculous and quirky and fun. So I I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, I I enjoyed this game. I I know this isn't really relevant, but. When I realized that the publisher was Annapurna, I got really excited for Stray. Yeah. The cat, whatever game. Yeah. When a, a robot apocalypse mm-hmm. world or whatever. Yeah. I was like, yeah, when's that game coming out? Yeah. Like, I was more interested in when that's coming out yeah. than I was playing this. But yeah. it's fun. It's relaxing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, the narrative, I, I guess, to you was the bigger point of the game and to me i was like i just want to skip all this narrative i don't give a shit just let me get through the levels yeah i just thought the stories they were telling were hilarious like it was just silly yeah it was more of the relaxing i wasn't trying to rush through it because i was relaxing so we just had different mindsets you were just the experience and me it was just uh get it done you just needed to get it done yeah but you weren't a girl so that's probably why it didn't work yeah yeah (laughs) girls get it done oh right yeah I mean, obviously, I didn't know because yeah. I'm not a girl. Yeah. Duh. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I recommend it. I'm going to dissect this because I found myself, like, stopping and taking pictures of the screen and, like, sending it to my friends because the fucking description was so funny. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna test it. I, I didn't hate it. It was fine. It was enjoyable for what it was. But I don't think there was a whole lot there that, like, I'm like, oh, I hope there's another one. Like I said, though, the, the satisfying part is just, like, collecting the items in the holes it it does have this kind of psychological satisfaction yeah consuming the whole level i guess as the the, the circle gets bigger and then you just get more stuff and yeah it's on game pass if if you have that you could try it out 
it's everywhere else. I think it was no more than $20 for this game I've, from what I've seen in the marketplace. I don't know if I'd recommend paying $20 for it. but Yeah, if you have Game Pass, 100% go play it. But if you don't, then I guess it's going to depend on your attitude about what you're looking for in a game. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it for our regular episode. So if you're still here, that's great. We appreciate you. Keep listening. If you want to hear our breakdown of WandaVision episodes one through four, we're about to start that. So this is a spoiler warning. There's going to be spoilers. I'm going to say it again. There's going to be spoilers for WandaVision episode one through four. Um, I feel like the bigger spoilers would be for people to worry about is whether or not things that we talk about that are like kind of fan theories out there uh-huh. are true versus whether or not we actually talk about like the right actual episode yes. content. It, I guess my concern is, are you going to be spoiled on what could be what's happening? Yes. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of speculation and a lot of discussion about what could or could not happen, but isn't a fact. So if you don't want to hear that, then don't listen. But if you do, it's about to start. <laughs> So um, if you're not going to stick around, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Um, Check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFpod. Or check out our website, DTFcast.com. So what's a single girl like you doing rattling around this big house? Well, I assure you, I'm married to a man. A human one. One. What's it thing? We are an unusual couple. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. All right, we'll do like a brief little thing here just to recap. It's obviously on Disney Plus. We started this show on January 15th, and it's a mini series based on Wanda Maximoff and Vision. Um,. We know all the core cast at this point. I assume if you're listening, you probably do too. If you don't, go check out our episode where we talked about episode one. And there's more details on the first episode and basics on the show. Um, I think it was first two episodes, but yes. First two episodes, yes. Sorry. Whenever they first dropped, yeah. Yeah. So a quick recap. Uh, the first episode was based in the 50s. The second was the 60s. The third was the 70s. And the fourth was also the 70s, but also... But simultaneously in modern day, where we saw a little bit more of Geraldine, and then we watched a lot of modern day stuff where we learned that Geraldine is also Monica Rambeau, officially. I think a lot of us knew this was going to happen, that this was happening, that yeah, was anyone going on. Anyone who's been following knows that yeah. she was going to be a character that shows yeah. up. Yeah. It felt like it was pretty clear that Geraldine was going to be this character, but yeah. there was no real proof of it yet. Yes. Um, so... Episode four was a lot different than the last three because it yes. those were period pieces, obviously set on those decades for mm-hmm. sitcoms, uh, and a very creative take. And I really love what they did with that. But some people didn't enjoy that, and they wanted just to get that modern yeah. grasp of what the what's happening in yeah. the MCU. So yeah. this episode really shifted the tone and gave those fans the modern day of what the MCU is right now. Yes. And of course, like you said, it was it was focused completely on her, mm-hmm. and basically it was her going through the first three episodes and mm-hmm. catching up on modern day outside of this Westview yeah. bubble. Yes, what's happening and and tied in parallel with with 
episode three. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a really cool take on doing that episode time shifting. Yes. And it also really has revealed that not that much time has passed. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot of things about time of, on, on this yeah, episode. So we learned that A, Monica Rambeau entered this energy field and became part of Westview approximately three weeks after people were blipped back what do you call that the unsnap they call it the blip but i think it's a stupid name and i just call it the snap okay so it's when they came back from the snap yeah that was probably the biggest part of episode four was the intro was essentially giving people uh, a grasp of what happened during endgame when hulk snapped yeah not went crazy yeah uh that's a secret he's (laughs) always he's always mad um but when he did the snap with yeah. the gauntlet and and brought everybody back, right? Yeah. Uh, spoilers for Endgame if you haven't yeah. seen that. I don't yeah. know why the fuck you're here if you haven't. Yeah. Um, so really what this did was was give us a better grasp of how all of those people came back. Which there was a lot of loopholes in that whole issue. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you see people just showing up where they, I, presumably where they were when they left, right? Yeah. Like she pretty much... She showed we, up. We find out that Monica Rambo, who was a daughter in Captain Marvel, yes, a, a young girl, yes, uh, is now an adult in this timeline, yes, and she came back. So she was one who disappeared, she, yeah, which adds a lot of kind of world building to characters that we've seen in previous ones. Yes. But like, what we what doesn't really make sense is like, what if somebody was sitting where she came back? How would that? Yeah, work? Like, I don't know. I guess those are the fine print things of this yeah. whole thing. But like. Then there's a moment where the doctor that was dealing with her mother, who was going through a, a situation in the hospital with mm-hmm. cancer, um, is, like, shocked that she is there. But it's like, bitch, everyone around you is just undissolving. Like, what's the yeah. word? Like, <laughs> Re- reappearing. Apparating? I don't know. <laughs> in front of your eyes. Yeah. Like, it's very clear where she was. And, like, yeah. you know, it just, the to dialogue fair, I felt was kind of dumb with their conversation. But, like... Yeah. I get the whole idea was to make it, like, emotional and, like, yeah. like well, what's happening? Yeah. And... To be fair, like, people had just started reappearing. So she was probably confused because she didn't know for sure that, just like, that Monica had, <laughs> d- had been dusted or if she just ran away and never came back. There you go. You know? Dusted. That's a good one. Yeah. Undusted. Undusted. <laughs> Recompiled. I don't know. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Refragmented. We, yeah. We also learn, obviously, that Maria Rambo, uh, her mom, has passed away. And then we see a picture in whenever, three weeks later, when she goes, but when she reports mm. for duty at S.W.O.R.D. Which I think is a very subtle time frame that they give us there, right? Yes. It, you could easily miss that. In fact, I think yeah. we did miss that the first time. Yes. Uh, the new director of S.W.O.R.D., which Acting director. Acting director. Yeah. Okay. Um. He references how she's the first one, after three weeks of coming back, she's the first one to show up. Yes. To, to work. Yeah. Which dates that episode three weeks from the time of Endgame snap. Yes. Which then means that this is very quickly after Endgame, that this yes. this whole event of WandaVision is happening. Yes. Because this is only a couple days yeah. based off what we've seen through episode one through three. Yeah. It's only taken place over like two days maybe. Yeah. So that's very important, I think, Mm -hmm. to note that this is all very short term after Endgame. Yeah, we also see the uh, her mother's picture on the wall, and it says "Photon" is her nickname. So that's another uh, reference to 
whether it was just her nickname or if maybe her mom had powers in this. We're that's, not sure. That's what I'm curious about yeah. is if maybe she was the character Photon in the MCU. Mm-hmm. We know that Monica will become Photon based mm-hmm. off the comics. Yes. Um, so maybe it was an Easter egg or a hint that maybe she'll get powers at some point and yeah. become Photon. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of like you said as a... As um, an homage um, to her mom. Yeah. Which would be a very cool way of doing that. That's true. So then my question is, will she get powers in this series, or is this going to be something that's like kind of more tied to Captain Marvel? Yeah. My my suspicion is that she would get the powers in this show because her powers are, design, are about uh, connecting with different types of energy or something, like converting mm-hmm. energy or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. And this whole thing is about energy fields and mm. different types of energy. So I feel like some weird shit's going to go on and she's going to get her powers from that. I got something that just came to my mind. What? At first I was like, well, what if it's because she went into the place and that's what gave her her powers. But everybody went into the yeah, place. Yeah, everybody did. Yeah. So they would all theoretically have powers. Yeah. So that couldn't be it. Yeah. Wanda throws her out yeah. with her with her uh, red balls. With her red balls. <laughs> red stuff. With her energy. With her red energy, yeah. Yeah, with her whatever the fuck powers. Yeah. Okay, with her Wanda powers. Yes. Okay, so. Her magic Wanda. Her magic Wanda. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so maybe there's some kind of connection there where her doing so while... So being thrown out of that force field yeah. with those kinetic energy yeah. hitting her, maybe that somehow gives her powers later on. Yeah, and we're I gonna suspected, learn about that later. I suspected that her being thrown out was gonna give her powers, but I think you're right. Maybe it's the interaction of Wanda's powers with the the force mm-hmm. field or whatever. If it's all about energy yeah. interactions, mm-hmm. then that would be the perfect catalyst yeah. to give her her origin powers, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Um, so that's fun. There's a lot to chew on with that one. We mm-hmm. saw quite a few, or a couple other characters that we probably remember from, from some other MCU stuff. Kat Dennings is back as Darcy Lewis when we last saw her in Thor The Dark World. So it's yeah, been a she bit. she hasn't been anything else, has she? No. Not She in wasn't MCU. in the last Thor because of scheduling conflicts. And also they were off world, so. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, presumably she was finishing her PhD because they did say doctor now. Yes. And at the time, the well, last time we she saw like her. She was an intern in the first I think movie. she was just a student still or something. Yeah. Um, so she's a doctor now. She's got her PhD in, what was it? Something astrophysics or something like that, I think. Science, I think it was. Just science? It was science. Science, period. Okay. All the sciences. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. I love this character. I think her, like humor is you know great i don't recall disliking her in the thor movies Mm -hmm. but i will say i found myself annoyed by her in this episode why i just felt like because she was wearing too many clothes her voice was a little (laughs) annoying but i remember disliking her voice oh her voice sounds and the same to me. Just I don't know. It it bothered me that like everything she had to say was just a smart ass comment. It wasn't like anything productive or relevant mm. to help the the research of what's going on. Mm. I get we were supposed to believe that she's very intelligent and she's like catching things on her own and yeah. like kind of like has her own internal theories that right. she's keeping to herself. 
But like, but there was like something where somebody asked her a question and she was just like smart ass comment and it's just like you, yeah, it's just me I guess being an old man. I guess I love her. I think she's great. So I'm enjoying her. I character will being say back. I will say one of the lines that was like somebody asked her like a billion questions and she's like I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know, and I don't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, what do you know?" And she said something which was like an actual answer. Yes. And I will say, I would have enjoyed, which is probably hypocritical of me. Yeah. I would have enjoyed if she said, "I don't know." Yeah. As the final one, because I think yeah. that would have been a good end to that joke. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Yeah. Here we are, indeed. So, I don't know. I, I didn't hate her character, but I do feel like... I don't recall her being as annoying, I guess, in, mm. the, in previous movies and stuff. She didn't really have a whole lot to do with anything in the previous movies, so that's probably why. She was a much more lo- a smaller dose of her. Yeah. You just, I just don't like that she's a strong, independent woman now. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> or that she's wearing winter clothes. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's true. I never liked her in winter clothes. That's very, yeah. cl- that's very true. So... <laughs> And then we also saw Randall Park as Agent Jimmy Woo, who we last saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the thing that I think is really fun about this episode. We have characters that were relatively non not important mm-hmm. overall yeah. to these franchises that they've been in. Darcy from the Thor movies, mm-hmm. and then you have Jimmy from the Ant-Man films, right? Yes. He was like an FBI agent, right? Mm-hmm. Still is, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Being insignificant characters to those films, they... They brought them into this, and they kind of made them a bigger portion of the universe mm-hmm. of the Marvel films, right? They, yeah. they've, they've expanded on them, and now they're going to have bigger roles, which I think is fun for those actors. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of grows the universe to this bigger scale. And so when you go back and look at those characters, now you're going to be like, oh, yeah. And like You're going to have more context to them. Let's say you didn't watch that second Ant-Man film. Before you saw WandaVision. Right. Now you're going to go back to that film and you're like, oh, this guy, yeah. I know him from WandaVision. It's, yeah. it's really fun how they connected these characters yeah. that seemed like they were not going to be important at one point and are now tied in bigger. I agree. One thing that Darcy did have to help with the discussion was that there is an actual sitcom happening in this reality. It's like you, it's like a fourth wall breaking situation where when she isolates the two energy types or whatever, there's a broadcast happening in their reality, which is supposed to be viewed as our reality, right? Mm -hmm. There is a town that is surrounded by an energy field and there's a broadcast happening coming from that area, which is portraying Wanda and Vision in this, in these sitcom eras. So... That was very interesting to learn, that it actually is not, like, a, con- a continuous type thing. That's it's, it's interesting. It's, it's like, like you said, it's kind of like a fourth wall thing, where it's like, us as viewers are seeing this happen mm-hmm. in each episode, and we're like, oh, well, she's just planting this concept in, in right. her head, right? Mm-hmm. But to actually see that the people on the outside of this town are actually seeing these as actual episodes. Yes. Um it really kind of made a very interesting creative concept to this episode or this show where like they're even seeing these time period pieces now as a sitcom. It is a very clever and creative way to tie in this idea for a show, but then make it in like a more grounded concept of why it's happening. And it's Mm -hmm. a part of the narrative. It's not just 
a creative decision. Right. So, speaking of part of the narrative, uh, some other MCU tie-ins. We did see on the whiteboard in this base, there was a lot of information on that at various different points. Mm-hmm. One of the points, you could clearly see the word scrolls under the list of, like, who could be responsible. Yeah. It was so, the only name on the yeah. list, right? As far were, as we could see. Were the scrolls responsible or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fucking cool. They've officially acknowledged that the scrolls are a thing, and mm-hmm. they could very well be a heavy focus of their investigation. Well, I mean, it ties back to Captain Marvel, too, right? Yes. We know that yeah. because of that movie, the scrolls were going to be important mm-hmm. going forward. Um, a completely different aspect as the comics, but important it seemed mm-hmm. um this obviously has ties to captain marvel because monica rambo was a child in the captain marvel film it does bring up questions though the fact that they are the only not just only uh suspect but are even a suspect kind of suggests that at this point in time the scrolls are not a friendly companion to earth right which they were in the 90s of captain marvel yeah so that's very interesting. So something's changed. Which then uh, it has to be a tie-in to Secret Invasion, which right. was announced as a Disney Plus series, right? Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting. Yeah, and definitely. Obviously, they aren't going to be anything of importance to this series. It doesn't seem, mm-hmm. but it does help. Kind of again, world build. Yes, we already knew they existed, but now it kind of adds more context to like what their role is in this world currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, furthermore, that kind of brings into, is Monica Rambo going to be, you know, we've decided that we think that she's going to become Photon at mm-hmm. some point in the series. Is that character then going to be tied into Secret Invasion as maybe a lead character in that show? Yeah. Or um, the acting director guy. I feel like he had a decent amount of screen time maybe he's going to be a character that they kind of bring in as a more familiar face to the MCU Disney Plus side. That is Um, uh, Josh Stamberg playing uh, Tyler Hayward, the acting director of S.W.O.R.D. And what I love to see, actually, is even if you bring in uh, Randall Park and as Jimmy Woo, but, like, maybe he joins S.W.O.R.D. instead of being Mm an FBI agent now. Yeah. Like, now he's kind of brought into the bigger crazy world of the MCU mm-hmm. maybe he he joins in on a bigger scale with the yeah. with that yeah um i'd like to point out too the sword organization it does seem like they've existed for a while now yes. they aren't just something that's brand new because yeah. of endgame they it, spoke about how um maria rambo founded it and built it from the ground up so theoretically that means mm-hmm. it has to have been after the events of captain marvel like mm-hmm. it's not just and monica is presumably was an agent at S.W.O.R.D. before yeah. she disappeared in right. the snap. So, so that's more than five years ago, at very least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I, I, in my head, it was, it has to either have been shortly after the events of Captain Marvel in the 90s that this was founded, mm-hmm. or at the very latest, it would be around the events of, no, well, I guess that wouldn't make sense. I was going to say Far From Home. Because we see that cutscene of the base up there in space with Nick Fury helping whatever, mm-hmm. or he's hiding or whatever the fuck he's yeah. doing or he's working on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But I guess in that sense, that means that would be after Endgame because right. Far From Home was after Endgame. Yeah. So, I'm an idiot. <laughs> 
I wasn't going to say it. It also shows <laughs> that they had to build the fucking thing. Yes. So it had so, to be at least a few years. Yeah, exactly. And that's if they're so. really fast at building space headquarters. Yeah. My money's on shortly after Captain Marvel because that's when Maria Rambo mm-hmm. had the most recent experience with the situation. Yeah. makes more sense. I guess the big question then is for that aspect, when were they known to society, if they even were? Yeah. Or at the very least to other people in the MCU. Like, is S.W.O.R.D. like the secret thing like S.H.I.E.L.D. was in the beginning? Or is it like they are a known thing? Because it feels like they're a known thing. It does feel like they're known now. But my feeling is, I, mean, I think they They're came... comfortable putting their logo all over everything they fucking make. So yeah. obviously they're not trying to hide it too much. My suspicion is they became more of a thing with the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And so before that, it was like, oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is the organization that deals with that stuff, at least according to the TV show and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were like, cool, we don't have to, like, reveal ourselves. We're just going to be secret, secret, secret. Yeah. And then when S.H.I.E.L.D. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) So when S.H.I.E.L.D. fell, maybe they came out of the shadows a little bit to say where there is an agency that's taking care of, like, guarding us from extraterrestrial, blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what they've been in the comics was Mm -hmm. they were... The force that prevented invasions. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they dropped the ball. Then if they were invented in the 90s, they dropped the fucking ball with Avengers 1. Just going to throw that out yeah. there. So maybe it was after <laughs> Avengers 1. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of the, the more Earth-based defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Another thing I'd like to point out is Monica Rambo when she's talking to the acting director at the time. Hayward, when she, yeah. When she comes back. She references uh, how the astronaut program is going. Mm -hmm. Something along the lines of how it's going. And he referenced how half of them were snapped and the other half went crazy because of the snap. Uh, It's going terrible. Uh, And he he referenced it hasn't been the same since you've been up there. Mm. Which tells me he's referring to up in space. Yeah. On that sword headquarters. Yeah. So I think think that she's, that's kind of my way of translating that to... She is going to be a bigger role, at least in a future Captain Marvel film. Yeah. Or Secret Invasion, even, if mm-hmm. the, that setting takes place with that movie or yeah. that show. Yeah. There's a lot to consider with that. I think this show has done a really good job at like taking things that you just think are just like throwaway lines between conversations that are really setting up things. That's true. That you're not expecting. Yeah. I agree with that. So... Okay, let's get into a little bit more of our um, predictions and expectations. So this is something we discussed. I think we're pretty much, based on the timeline, expecting each episode to have its own decade almost. So that means five should be in the 80s, six should be in the 90s, seven should be in the 2000s. And then based on the trailer, we're pretty sure that's going to be with like a charmed theme based on that show because they're wearing those like Halloween outfits that appear to be Mm -hmm. their comic character outfits. Yeah. I have seen I have seen some articles suggest that episode six mm-hmm. would take place on Halloween because okay. it would tie into some kind of theory that they have. Okay. Which then I guess would it could I mean technically Charm started in the late nineties, so it could be either. That's We'd, true. We weren't really sure because the context is when it's going. It's to just going to depend on how many outfits they're going to have for the eighties because yeah. their trailer had there's like three outfits that look yeah. like could be eighties. So or far, 90s. it's been a decade per episode, but I kind of wonder maybe they will. It's possible that they could kind of lump 80s and 90s together or something. Yeah, that's 20, true. 2020, 2010 together. Yeah. And a couple episodes. And then the last few episodes will be 
All modern day. Full on modern day takes yeah. on what's going on. Um, so I'm thinking that even even if they do have their own decade for each episode, I think we're going to have a lot of the whole half and half like we did this last episode, episode four. We're going to have modern day at the same time as what's happening in the show. They have to do that because now because they, they have introduced to. the outside yeah. world of yeah. Westview. Or is it, was it Eastview? I Def- can't remember. It's definitely Westview. Okay. <laughs> Actually, wait, no. Westview doesn't exist. I forgot. Yeah. It's Eastview. Conspiracy <laughs> um, theorist over here. Yeah. So, the big questions that we have about the situation in here. Number one, is Vision alive? They even have that as a question on the whiteboard. I mean... Which I love because that further kind of plays into the narrative of the meta mm -hmm. concept. And it's like, they're even giving you questions as a viewer yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe someone didn't even think about whether he's alive or not. Yeah. We just assumed he was, or just assumed he wasn't. Yeah. And this is all in her head, but now they're putting that question out there. Yeah. Um, but they do have the part at the, is it at the end of this episode four where she sees him? Mm-hmm. Like, without the illusion or whatever's going on, and he's yes. got a fucking hole in his head, so like... I, he's... Clearly. What he looked like when he died. Clearly in, looks dead, In yes. Infinity War, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I think he's alive. That's my suspicion. You do. Because... Okay. Here's why I think he's alive. When we see him interact with characters in this show, mm-hmm. he seems to have a very independent thought process. It True. doesn't feel like he's acting as though it's a perspective of Wanda. Because he's in scenes away from Wanda mm-hmm. and independently thinking about things. Like, mm-hmm. there's times where um, he's starting to question whether they're in a reality or if there's something going out on school. Like, we, he, he's questioning weird things happening. Yes, that's you know, true. There's the episode three where, where Agnes and then the other neighbor mm-hmm. uh, were, were like talking and being yeah. very uncomfortable looking and, and suspicious. And he comes and kind of asks them questions and they get a little uncomfortable and there's clearly something going on. Yeah. And he's catching on to that. He's kind of processing it in his head. Yeah. You know, because he's a robot. Yeah. And so because of that, it makes me feel like he's not just an illusion or or some kind of figment of Wanda's Mm -hmm. memory. Like, I think he does physically exist in this realm. Okay. I think that she has reanimated his... It's not really a corpse because he was an android, but I think she's reanimated him. Because in the comics, doesn't she literally create their two children? Like, she makes them out of nothing? I believe so. I think that's the case. There's more into that. I I have some theories I've found online that people Mm -hmm. are talking about, and there's some stuff I'm going to go over later. But Yeah. um, So, my suspicion is that she has used whatever that kind of magic is to reanimate him so you think he's it's his dead corpse, but she's just controlling it yes. to stage the perfect or fa- she's given it family a, life that she wanted growing. Yeah, or she's giving him a false conscience, or possibly whatever copy that was incomplete that that Shuri downloaded. Maybe she was able to do some kind of like janky whatever with that mm-hmm. to have like a a, a counterfeit version. <laughs> yeah. Um, but whatever it is, I think it's being how his appearance is is controlled by her. Well, okay, so if that's the case, and that means she did it in the shadows, and nobody is aware that she did that, right? That means she had to have stolen it or something, or else Shuri would have been like, "Oh yeah, right. I gave this to her," right? Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, everybody, uh, and like you know, the sh- the sword and and mm-hmm. Monica and Wu and the Darcy Lewis, you know, mm-hmm. 
they're all like, he's supposed to be dead, right? Yeah. yeah. Even Agnes in the trailers that we've seen, and there's a scene where she's like, am yeah. I dead? Yeah. Why would you think that? Because you you're are. dead. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's very out there that he is not supposed to be alive. Yes. So I would imagine that if she were to have obtained that backup of him from Infinity War, mm-hmm. if it does exist, it wouldn't be something that was just given to her. It had to have been... Maybe she stole it or... Which would be why she's in hiding. Yeah. Okay. That's an idea. Among other reasons, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just a possible theory. Um, so, okay. I guess the question then is, is she is she doing this herself? Is this her consciously doing all of this to just give herself this, like, coping mechanism to his death? Or is this somebody's controlling her, manipulating her? Is this an a, a third-party entity... That's doing something to her. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I feel like at times it seems like they're leading us to believe that she's in control. She even says that. I have everything under control at a certain point. Yeah. But if that's a very telling line. I think that's the end of episode four, actually. The problem I have with it, though, is if she had it under control, then... Why can't they leave? Because if you're controlling it, theoretically, you could control mm-hmm. it anywhere. Well, the exact wording was Vision said, it might have been episode three even, but when Vision says, we don't have to stay here. We can go. Yeah. And she responds with, no, we can't. This is our home. I have everything under control. Yeah. And the way she says it. Yeah. It's um, very ominous. Yeah. And so here's where I feel what that line is. I think that's very telling that. Maybe she isn't the one controlling all the situation, but she thinks she is. Yeah, she thinks she is, but it seems like there's somebody else involved, too. I think the whole line of, no, we can't, is a subconscious her saying, like, we're stuck here. Yeah. But then she thinks she's in control of her surroundings while being stuck there. Maybe that's whatever is affecting her, trying to take over and make her back in the mindset of, like... Every, this is his life. This is how everything is. Right. I'm torn because I kind of wish it was just her mm-hmm. in this controlling the whole thing. And, like, mm-hmm. I kind of would have loved the idea that this whole series is just her trying to cope with Vision's death. Mm-hmm. And it's a PTSD type thing of yeah. her just emotionally needing to figure shit out right and and learn how to deal with his passing Mm -hmm. but i think it is going to end up being somebody is in control of the situation yeah or at the very least did something Mm -hmm. uh like made a deal with her perhaps Mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of fan fan theories out there and i think a a lot of the evidence is there that i think we know where it could be going as far as the baddie yeah of this series and maybe even future of the MCU for mm-hmm. the next phase or more. Oh, uh, okay. I see where we're going with this. I don't like the uh, situation with Dottie, the, like, country club lady. How she's, like, mm-hmm. something like, I, I I can assure you I mean you no harm. She says, I don't believe you. So what is that? That's not like a country club conversation. <laughs> That's like... <laughs> no. Okay, so here's where I think this show is kind of showing... I think these are things that they want us to believe that Wanda is the one doing this. Mm-hmm. Because there's many times where something happens that Wanda doesn't like. Mm-hmm. She's uncomfortable with yes. this, the way it responds to whatever's happening. Yeah. 
Um, one of them was she asked, I think, Vision and like one of the first ep- I think it was like the second, maybe the third episode where she says, is this real? And I think is he responds really with a, like an answer that she didn't like. Yeah. And so after that, she kind of has his face and then it restarts it yeah. with her asking the question again and then him giving this romantic yeah. answer that she enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I think that's the same scenario with this. Is yeah. That woman, I think, even though everybody seems to be like brainwashed or just under this illusion of like mm-hmm. them in this neighborhood, I think because, if you recall, during that moment, Jimmy Woo, the FBI agent guy, mm-hmm. is trying to contact Wanda yeah. through the radio. Yeah. We hear him saying, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Yeah. And repeating her name and stuff. I think Dottie, because of that, whether it's the frequency, I don't know if it's a science-based thing, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just interaction from the outside world, something I think took her out of that illusion that she was trapped in. You're right. That makes sense. And so I think that's why she's like, I don't believe it. I think she was her being the real person of her, knowing that she's stuck in this world, and she thinks that's Wanda. Yeah. And so Wanda isn't uns- is unsure what's going on, mm-hmm. and I think that's why she spaces out and gets all fucking like I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. And she didn't like that. Yeah. And so, I think that's her responding with. Then she resets it. Yeah. And then now it's what she wanted it to be. Okay. I, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about whatever they were doing to to like jam something to get the signal across or whatever mm-hmm. that could be interfering and making it so people inside can feel or be semi-conscious in their outside outside versions yeah and then the more telling moment is when geraldine as we know her yes realizes that she's not the person she thought she was and she is monica rambo and the whole there's a conversation about ultron and and yeah and wanda's brother who was quicksilver and all that stuff and she knows this information that she comments and stuff and wanda didn't like that right Mm -hmm. she throws her out we do know too that that's kind of another example of, of her wanting to be in control, it seems. But here's my question for you. Do you think it's her doing this? Or do you think that that's just Marvel and Disney wanting us to think that she's doing that? And maybe when she gets these moments that she realizes there's something's not right, or she doesn't like that something played out the way she didn't like, do you think it's that third party maybe coming in and resetting party. it to then get her back into like, oh, this is my lovely life? Based on with the my deal husband that vision. that individual made with her. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, that does sound fitting. At this point, this is going to be just kind of me speculating based off fan theories and what I think is like pretty strong evidence mm-hmm. from what we've seen in the show. Um, so this is not at all what's happening as far as we know, but it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, the villain Mephisto seems to be the big baddie that people are, are speculating is going to be the one. Yeah. Uh, you've referenced... Maybe she made a deal with somebody. The deal uh, with the devil. That he is literally the Marvel's incarnation of the devil. Yeah. In the and that's how you would bring somebody back to life. Yes. Of course. Perhaps. Yeah. Wanda made a deal mm-hmm. with Mephisto, the yeah. devil, yeah. to get Vision back, and that's kind of like you said. Maybe she's living in this bubble because it's a deal she made, and now yeah. she can be happy with her husband yes. or whatever. But her it love. has to be in this area. Have this is the kids. only place you can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or. The alternate is she's unaware of what's happening and it's happening to her against her will. Yeah. And that's those moments of her like grasping what like this doesn't seem right. 
and then it go resetting is him trying to keep her in that suspension of disbelief yeah yes okay um so it could be either way yeah but i think that he might be the the character that that that's behind all of this because there's so many things so little details okay so one he is tied to thanos and the infinity stones in the comics what he is uh he's actually made from there was like a thing where uh there was an entity who committed suicide and that's what birthed the infinity stones and him and so in essence he's like made of the stones or something okay uh so there's a whole premise of him being a part of the stones um so maybe if they're tying in from the comic concepts maybe the snap that destroyed uh, that's an air quotes Mm because i don't think they're destroyed right but destroyed the the stones maybe kind of lured him out of wherever he was, maybe give him notice of Earth and mm-hmm. what's going on and these entities. Yeah. Wanda and Vision were both made from the stones, right? The Mind Stone, was it? Yes. So maybe he's drawn to them for some reason. Maybe he wants their power for something. hmm But I think that they could be setting him up as, like, maybe the next Thanos character. They obviously didn't use him in the whole Infinity Saga, mm-hmm. but they could easily put that in later on that he was behind it maybe uh in the comics during the infinity gauntlet saga he actually ended up being revealed to be whispering in thanos's ear as a child throughout the years manipulating him into doing this whole thing wow for the stones okay okay he was his like right hand man kind of character in the whole comic thing too he was there and eventually was end up being the one he, he was trying to get the stones for himself in yeah, the end yeah uh, so thanos was just kind of being played so maybe obviously the stones aren't really relevant at this point but mm-hmm. maybe he's i think his origin is going to be tied to the stones mm-hmm. in the mcu and why he's here yeah that makes sense but i don't think he's looking for the stones yeah there's elements in the comics where he uses the time stone to create basically a multiverse that of different variations alternate versions of him okay. and he uses them as an army to basically rule the different multiverses what a dick so dr strange and the multiverse of madness we know wandavision is in or (laughs) we know wanda is in that movie yeah to an extent it's possible that this is going to tie into him being a bigger villain yeah over the entire arc of these movies yeah so let's rewind to the fact that there's a big old barrier around this westview situation right it's in the shape of a hexagon which is very um pronounced and odd for usually for like a magical barrier they don't usually come in fancy shapes right mm-hmm. um so it's six-sided and all obviously a hexagon is six-sided and you can see it in the episodes in the intros and stuff the shape of a hexagon is all over the place the shape constantly comes yeah. back mm-hmm. if you recall too the they kind of do it with the uh the sword agent who sneaks in underground Mm-hmm. And gets turned into a bee. A beekeeper. Beekeeper. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting that they did where anything that went in became like of that time period. Yeah. Which was a really fun creative take on that. Yeah. Um. So he's a beekeeper. Yes. Honeycomb. Honeycomb. Yes. Hexagon. Yes. Exactly. Boom. Yep. Um. And so it's also worth noting that the number of the beast, 666, six sides so that's where the, the number of the beast i think was the devil right the devil yeah uh it's important to note here that in the new testament in real life 
the number of the beast is actually notated as 616 instead of 666, which is 666, which is what we usually associate as the mark of the beast or the number of the beast. So since the comic books are Marvel 616, this could easily be referring to a devil situation, like we discussed, Mephisto, right? It could be an easy Easter easy, egg hint yeah. tie to the character. Yes. And something that somebody on the internet noticed. I didn't notice this. This is fucking cool if that's true. The number six is missing from all the clocks, radios, and dials. Did you notice that? I did not. Holy shit. I want to go back and look now. Yes. Okay. Um, so, here's the other problem. Or this, a slight problem with this theory. Like, yes, that's all really fucking cool and it sounds like a great theory. However... Uh, the root for the root word in hexagon is hex, which means six in Greek, but in German it means witchcraft. So that gives us another option. There's like a whole national treasure thing. We're we're on like a yeah. We're in like we're in escape dare room right I say now. <laughs> a witch hunt. Yeah, a witch hunt escape room. <laughs> um. So Wanda's ridiculous nosy neighbor Agnes, who's who, been a very fucking charming character. Oh, absolutely. I love the the way she. Presents herself like she is yeah. an old timey oh, yeah. uh, TV show character. Yeah, this is gonna be a gas. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> um, so there's more to that character than we know, obviously, because it, she's definitely showing that she knows more than the rest of the she world. She definitely knows more. Yeah. She was like, you know, she told the neighbor, shut up or whatever about yeah. uh, him almost revealing something. Yeah, yeah. So she clearly knows things. Yeah. Agnes is a. Short name for Agatha, right? Yes. Okay. So, but also Agatha Harkness. Agnes? That sounds way too close to be a coincidence. Um, Agatha Harkness we know as a character who has worked, w- in the comics at least, works uh, ties into the origin of Scarlet Witch and helps her uh, come to know her powers and s- other situations that we'll get into a little bit. But um, she's, this character Agnes is constantly talking about her husband, who we've never seen and we're given comments like, he looks better in the dark, or when another neighbor uh, says... It was Dottie, I think. Yeah. Was, she said something at their meeting. Yeah, Dottie says, the devil's in the details, and Agnes says, that's not the only place he is, and winks. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> okay, so for you could easily take this like I did the first time, and it was like, you're the devil because you're a bitch. Or just or being a snappy... Being a snappy, yeah. Sassy character. Yeah, but if you think about it, she could be implying that she knows the fucking devil. <laughs> um, and so she could be referring to Mephisto when she's talking about Ralph, which would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, um, Agatha Harkness uh, ties into Scarlet Witch's origin, and she helps alter Wanda's memories when she found out her sons, Billy and Tommy, are fragments of Mrs. Mephisto's soul, which is another fucking crazy thing. Yeah. So this is comic stuff, This right? is all comic stuff, yeah. So here, they're, they could pull from so many different variations, yeah. right? Um, so here's the thing, though. Those are the two kids, right? Tommy yes. and Billy? Yes. Right? Tommy and Billy. Is that what they Those call it? The, they named them that, the, right? That's their name. There's a whole conversation yeah. joking about, like, which one they were going to go with. Yes. Turns out they had two, so they, they two. picked them both. Exactly. So, um, this is tying into specifically these comics where these characters did exist. Yes. So, if that's the case, then that means that they're, these two kids, which did come out of some kind of Virgin Mary scenario, mm-hmm. are tied to potentially being Mephisto's soul... Fragments. Soul, soul children, yeah. 
Um, so also of note, Agatha Harkness is where, or Agnes, sorry, just so to be accurate. We are, sure, yes. Yeah, technically, Agnes is wearing a necklace that looks like a scythe, and this could be hinting at Samhain, who is an enemy to Wanda in the comics, and wields a scythe. It's a scythe-wielding demon who captured Agatha's soul and sought Wanda's powers to control Earth's magical forces in the comics. So this is an interesting uh, possibility that this character could be working with Mephisto. Potentially Agatha's in this, cap- she's captured in this too, and she's not married to Mephisto. Mm-hmm. She Which just would happens make sense to be because there. it does seem like she's in this scenario, in the, at least in episode three, where she's she knows things, but she's it, it feels like she was scared yeah. to reveal anything because of yeah. the consequences yeah, that could like happen. She wants to, but she doesn't. So yeah. maybe she is somehow being manipulated or, or you know her soul i guess is yeah. is captured and so right. she's stuck there right. doing this kind of maybe intel work mm-hmm. for the character yeah um who then maybe is working for mefesto yeah interesting so sam hain also served as an ally to salem seven a group of evil sorcerers who wanted wanda to join them and they they are the grandchildren they are the grandchildren of agatha harkness which plays in the time here which means agatha could be really fucking old if this is the same character yes and we do know we're going to be getting in a halloween episode so Mm, which she was dressed like a witch she was dressed like a witch and sam hain is that's literally the name like Halloween originally and like the Druidism or whatever the fuck is Samhain Day, so that would be very. Oh, okay. Yeah, is that, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. The more you know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the fucking rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it all seems like it could be pointing in those directions. Whether who's exactly in charge. This remains is the all question. either a really great comic, um, homage. Yeah. Or it's. Really fucking intelligent world building. Yes. Uh, off of stuff from the yeah. comics. Yeah. Now that we've talked about that, how could this all tie into the Doctor Strange movie and Spider-Man movies that are coming up? What are you, What are you thinking? Well, like I said, we know Wanda is in. Yes. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. If Mephisto is involved in this, I think he's going to be. The Thanos type villain. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be kind of you know of him or you suspect him, but he's not going to be revealed till later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is going to be tied to all of these different properties. I think, I think the better bet is for this show. I think specifically Sam Hain will be like the antagonist behind this episode. Oh, okay. I think maybe he's going to be a like a henchman type character of uh, Mephisto for Mephisto. Okay. Um. And so I kind of expect fully Wanda to end this series on a, I don't want to say a bad note, but like a, I guess, a dark path. Yeah, I agree. Like I, because we know that this show is supposedly going to kind of go into the origin of her becoming the title of Scarlet Witch. Not, I mean, we've never really known her as that character, right? right? Um, You brought up the Halloween episode Mm -hmm. that we know is going to happen where she kind of has that. Costume of the comic costume. It's really cool that they did that. Mm -hmm. Um, Even Vision has a moment like that. Yeah. I kind of wonder if we're going to see her at her lowest Mm -hmm. at the end of this. Whatever happens with the antagonist, it's going to put her at her lowest. Maybe that's what helps build. Maybe her power is what's needed to make the multiverse a thing. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't technically exist yet. It. Maybe it exists, but it's not like a 
it can go in between easily thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Mephisto needs her powers to do something with yeah. the multiverse. Maybe build an army. Maybe. Of madness. Yeah. Um, and so I think maybe we're going to see her as not necessarily an antagonist, but somebody that needs saving. Yeah. Come Doctor Strange's film. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're going to see the threads of this show tie into that, which then I think is going to tie into Spider-Man. I don't know if she's going to be in Spider-Man, but we know Doctor Strange is in Spider-Man. So I think it's the domino pieces going in, starting with WandaVision. Yeah. My other question, I feel like um, Mephisto, just the name of it, the name of the guy, sounds like a Doctor Strange villain to me. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I don't know if it's because it sounds like Dormammu or what, but... <laughs> well, I mean, it's the devil, right? Yeah. It's very enchanted, yeah. uh, magical-type yeah. character backstory, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I, I really think that, uh, yeah, I think the theme of this next phase is going to be magic. Yeah. I mean, the Eternals even, right? It's kind of a... Yeah. They're, they're galactic, but, like, they are kind of more of a magic realm-type mm-hmm. character set, right? Um, very true. But as far as... Okay, kind of more evidence that it could be Mephisto is... There is a comic setup where Spider-Man goes to Doctor Strange when he his identity is is fucked, and he goes. It's, it kind of ties into Far From Home, That's where, what I was wondering. It where like he's that. pinned for murder, right? And mm-hmm. he wants to come clean to being innocent, whatever. There's a comic thing where he goes to Doctor Strange to get his identity cleared. Okay. And Doctor Strange turns him down. Oh. And so he then seeks. Mephisto to make a deal. Oh, geez. Okay. Which obviously has consequences. That's obviously not going to go well. <laughs> so perhaps what they're going to do in Far From Home, or, or the Spider-Man, the third Spider-Man film, mm-hmm. is maybe we're going to see Spider-Man make a deal. Mm-hmm. And because of the Doctor Strange actions, it's going to affect the multiverse And he's going to have to fucking fix it. Yeah. Because I think... He's going to be like, not again. What are the dates? What do we have for the dates? So, yes. So, Spider-Man comes out December 17th of 2021. Yes. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness comes out March 25th, 2022. Mm -hmm. As far as I'm aware, these are the most recent dates. As far as we know, yeah. (laughs) So, that means Spider-Man happens before Doctor Strange. Which then means it could fall in line with the timeline of maybe Spider-Man... Goes to Doctor Strange about something, doesn't fucking work out, makes this deal, causes a fucking multiverse problem, Mm -hmm. which then could tie into the Spider-Verse. Right. Okay. True. Which then would lead into Doctor Strange having to fix the multiverse of madness. Right. And dealing with the whole Wanda thing. Yes. So, I mean, I think it's pretty strong. Definitely. All theories that are out there on the on the internet with all of these. I mean, it seems like there's a pretty substantial amount of what you could call evidence. Yeah. To go into this direction. I agree. Well, I can't wait to see where it fucking goes. I would never have suspected Mephesto to be, like, deemed that level of a villain, though. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah he's a bad... He's the devil. But, like, yeah. I guess when I look at the fucking character, I go, oh, he doesn't look as menacing as... Thanos. Yeah, but apparently he looks like a like a bird. Yeah, but apparently he actually has. He's so strong that no one's ever actually beaten him in the comics. And in the comics, he's made deals with most of the fucking characters. So nobody learns anything from others. Like he's made deals <laughs> with a lot of them with consequences, obviously. Mm. 
His whole... Th- he's basically Loki, but, like, pure evil. Yeah. Right? He... He manipulates people for, like, what they want. hmm To get his gain on what he needs or whatever. Right. So, and who knows? Maybe this will tie into, like, the scrolls and all that shit, too, even. Maybe, like, he's dealing with shit with them and, mm-hmm. and he's causing a lot of that stuff that causes the wars, even. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. There's there's so many possible tie-ins. It's very interesting. Now it makes me want to go back and read more of the comics. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've already making a list of a couple that I want to go look yeah, for. Yeah, Maybe they'll be on the uh, Amazon whatever thing that we have. Oh, maybe, hopefully. So what about you? What do you, where do you, like, where do you think this is going? What do you expect? What do you want to see? That's a good question. What do you want to see? Not necessarily where we think it's going. What do you want to see? I want to see more background on Agatha Har- or Agnes. I want to know for sure if she's Agatha Harkness, and I want to know, like, the deal with her. Because... I feel like there's a lot more to be learned from that character. Mm. I suspect we'll have a, an episode that's focused directly on her. Yeah. Uh, to reveal who she is yeah. and what her true purpose is on this show. Yeah. Do you think this is a show that's going to get a second season? Do, is it just a one-off thing to tie into Doctor Strange? I mean... Or do you feel like this is a thing that they intend on making a returning series if it does well you know what i wonder if they're not planning on a return series but a spinoff or spinoff series like if we get invested in agnes or agatha harkness's character or Mm. one of the like or um what's her name uh photon monica Monica rambo Rambo. (laughs) yeah i don't know if they'll turn that into a show though because theoretically they have movie potential with her because she's Mm -hmm. supposed to be captain marvel uh, at some point they could go both routes right yeah um Miss Marvel. Yes. That that whole series was announced. Yes. Uh, but they also said that they plan on putting her not just in the series, but also transition her into some of the films that right. are like small roles or whatever. So yeah. I think they're going to use Disney Plus to pilot characters mm-hmm. and, and try them out, get people's reactions to whether they like them. But I think we're going to see them end on the, the movie side if they do really well. Yeah, I agree. The show's been really fascinating because, I, yeah. you know, in the beginning they kind of pinned Sword like they were, like, literally the first episode, they tie him in as though, like, are, is Sword the villain yeah. of this? Are they keeping her hostage, like, yeah. captive? Is she in a prison? Yeah. Because she's too powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see uh, some, I want to figure out who's doing this, if it's multiple parties or not, um, and I just, I want... I want to know what the fuck is going on. I want <laughs> I want to see everything without the illusion. I want to know what the story is because mm-hmm. like why that town mm-hmm. out of all the towns in the world? Why that one? So what's special about the re- I want to know what's special about the rest of the characters in the show because mm-hmm. they keep putting their fucking shit up on the board like they're going to matter in some way. I think that was just their way of showing that they were doing their I know detective work something... to figure out what's going on because obviously they they couldn't do anything until they found out that Wanda and Vision were there, yeah, right? Yeah, but and I also something tells me that some of these people are going to be important, and I also really want to know who this fucking witness is that has disappeared. Do you that, think he's important, or do you think he's a nobody? I think he's going to be important because they kind of made it seem like that was just like the catalyst that like brought up that there was something going on. I know. That's how. That's what they make it seem. But to me, mm. I think that's going to be somebody important. Okay. Let's see. I would There's going to be that. a reason that it happened there to that, like, that person is one of the reasons that it happened and that location. Okay. It, because they're kind of, like, just, like, well, bread, breadcrumb. 
sweep that under the rug. Mm. But it seems suspicious to me. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. I have more wants and needs than I should uh, from just a simple TV show. <laughs> I love the show. I really love yeah. it. And I I think it's crazy that people were complaining that the show hasn't been good because yeah. it's not giving you that modern MCU stuff. I feel like it's, they must just like, not have been paying attention. The details are there. It's yeah. just you have to you just have to wait. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to make the whole thing just decade stuff. It's going to have modern stuff. Obviously, they did already fourth episode. Yeah. I absolutely love the, the creativity that they've done with this show. Mm-hmm. They've taken something so far-fetched and they made it work in a grounded concept within the MCU. Yeah. I mean, if you were to tell me that there was going to be a show based off 50s and 60s TV shows and I was going to love it, and I'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but here I am. Yeah. Loving it. Too bad they didn't go back far enough to do the Honeymooners. <laughs> I was like, 50s? 40s? I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. uh, I am really enjoying this show. Loving it. I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah. I think... I think they are... Because this was the first property... Well, I guess... Never mind. I guess Black Widow was was supposed to be the first property. Was supposed to be, yeah. Um, But uh, basically, this is the first property, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that that tells a lot of... This is going to be the start of who the villain... Who the villain is going to be yes. going forward for replacing Thanos. Yes. I mean, we do know that everything they're going to do, at least for the next phase, is not going to be as intricate and extravagant of a of a scenario as yeah. what happened with Thanos. But they are going to have some kind of a, a, a tier of mm-hmm. needing to work together, right? It's going to tie in somehow. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe the Eternals will be the ones used to finish off Mephesto. Mm-hmm. Unless they go further, because I guess that's, what, November this year? I think so, Or was yeah. that delayed again? I don't know yet. I guess the question then is, is Thor even going to be tied to this? Hmm, that's a good or question. Or is that going to be its own Well, he's thing? out in outer space right now, though, so he shouldn't be, in theory. However, if we do bring the scrolls in, then he could get involved. Because mm-hmm. they're in space, too. That's a good point. Will Thor tie into Secret Invasion? Good question. There's a lot more questions that we're going to have, and mm-hmm. we already have, yeah. but we should probably save some of them for the anatomy of whenever we're finished with this show. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> we're not even halfway through. We're yeah. four out of nine episodes. Yes. Uh, or is it ten? Yeah. We have we have heard some recent news. Yeah, so we have possible evidence, possible, very, very heavy emphasis on possible evidence that there might be a tenth episode, um, because in a recent Facebook post... Uh, this talent talent agency indicated that their client, Selena and Deuce, will be in, quote, episode 10 of WandaVision. So whether that's just a mistake on their part or there's actually supposed to be a 10th episode, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, maybe they meant 9 and they just assumed there was 10 episodes. I don't know. Yeah. But it's also possible that there is a bonus episode that they were going to surprise us with. Mm-hmm. So. Um, she actually played Agent Rodriguez in episode 4. So okay, yeah. I feel like she was like acing. Yeah. yeah, it was not much, but that's why she's relevant apparently. So <laughs> yeah, so I feel like it could be it could go either way. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with that because I feel like I've seen some people confused on what episode is happening this week because they aired two in the first week, but that would be the opposite direction. So I don't know if that solves the problem or not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It- I've seen some people referencing, oh, it's episode three this week, but it's actually episode four because... So, if you, yeah, I guess if you deem the first two as one episode, 
But then... But it's not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> so, we will have to wait and see for the answer on that one. But as soon as we get information, we'll be sure to let you all know. <laughs> so, I think it's fairly obvious to say that we're still dissecting this. <laughs> yeah. I think my biggest complaint is that the episode ends. Yes, correct. Um, I will say, I, it really does annoy me that their credits take up, like, seven to, like, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and so their runtime is very manipulated by Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's not It's, it's nowhere not near the amount the of time that they it's supposed to make it to seem be. like it is for the episodes. Yes. They're over before I know it. Yes. And that could just be me being so invested, but I do feel like no, they're but shorter than they should be. Whenever the first, after the first episode was over, I was like, what the fuck is this? There's all this time left. Yeah. It's just fucking <laughs> we credits. We fast forward because yeah. oh, that's cool. There they're must doing, be something. They're doing end credits in yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. No, they are not. Nope. Just trash. Yeah. It no, looked like not. they were just giving the credits in English and then in another language yeah. and then another language. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I think that's far more than anyone asked for, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed our uh, mini dissection of episodes one through four of WandaVision and possibly the episode bef- that we did before this. <laughs> but if you skipped ahead, maybe you should go back and listen to the rest of the episode. So thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, DTF Pod. Or send us an email directly at dtfpod at gmail.com. Especially you, potato in my ass. <laughs> Absolutely. If I don't get an email from potato in my ass, I'm going to be pretty upset. <laughs> Do potatoes have potassium? Probably. <laughs> you mean if I know? Potassium. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for episode 78 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye-bye. <laughs>